The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. Yes, that's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk. The best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more. Because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! This is Homeboy88 for the Video Game Connection. Join us weekly for the most entertaining video game podcast you'll ever hear. Join Ivan, Big Tom, and myself as we review the latest games, up-to-date gaming news, and game previews all in comedic form. It's a jam-packed hour of ear fun with our own video game rap songs. Listen to the Video Game Connection wherever you listen to podcasts, except Walmart. Never Walmart. Keep gaming and keep listening to the Video Game Connection. Taking this time to really think and, and process a lot of things. I, I thought about the success 
that the Undisputed Elite has had. I've also thought about things that we could work on. Uh, because as a great leader, you don't just celebrate your success, you figure out what you could fix. Uh, but it's not just great leadership that makes a great faction, no. It's things like chemistry, which the five of us have in spades. It's things, it's things like talent. Boys and girls, you're looking at five of the very best, baby. And, and most, most importantly, it's about loyalty. It's about fighting alongside your brothers, no matter what. And my God, we have that too. I mean, for God's sakes, I came to All Elite Wrestling because of the Young Bucks. That is loyalty. I have traveled up and down the globe my entire career with Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. That is loyalty, because loyalty is power. Loyalty is success. Loyalty is everything. Which brings me to this trios tournament. There's nothing that I would love more than for the Undisputed Elite to be the winners of this first ever Trios tournament. But if I'm not medically cleared, and Kyle O'Reilly isn't medically cleared, and you aren't choosing Bobby Fish to be your partner, guys, I'm sorry, but you just can't do the tournament. Oh, wow. I mean, Adam Cole. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Says he's the guys, leader. Guys, listen, okay? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, okay? I'm not, I'm not using my words correctly. What I'm trying to say is you two won't be physically capable of doing the tournament. Wait, oh, what the hell? Fish! Wow! Just grabbing Nick Jackson and chopping him out, yeah! Chop-blocking Matt Jackson! Oh! What the hell are we watching? Oh! My God! The Undisputed Elite just turned on the Young Bucks! Look at Cutler, get your ass out of there, Cutler! You're gonna get destroyed! This came out of nowhere, guys! This is incredible! Wow! Cannot believe what we just witnessed! Look, well, Cole's making sure that... Oh, wow! I don't blame that kid! Cole's making sure that the boys... Somebody here's a friendship just down the drain in a matter of seconds. It's now the chair. They're gonna. Oh, no. They're trying to guarantee. No, no. Fish, don't do it. No, good God, no. Get the doctor in there. Get somebody. This is bad. Thank God. Go to the ring. Cowboy. Hangman's in the house. Hangman Adam Page with the pipe in hand running off the undisputed elite. We've seen the Bucks trying to mend fences with Hangman Adam Page. Tell you what, Hangman Page just saved, big time damn. saved the Bucks there. You're damn right he did. Those little termites need to take a, a powder. Get out of here. What is wrong with them? And Hangman, is this the reunion fans have been clamoring for? 
Whoa, man, look at the look at the stare down here. This is quite a moment. All right. The hand offered and accepted. Tony, can we say it? Are the elite back? That may be premature, but it certainly seems that way. Here it tonight. Definitely, definitely seems that way, Cody. Sorry, but you're right. It definitely seems that way, but who knows? Maybe not. Maybe it is, though. Could be a reunion of the Hung Bucks. Only time will tell. What a turn of events. Judah sends Jericho. Jericho kind of got out of sorts there. Distracted him with Rip Aubrey. Uh-oh. Now oh. Wheeler Yuta. Chope suicide but a hard landing for Wheeler Yuta. But he's back up to his feet. He's so he's buoyant. Resilient is this kid. Although they say he's not done, Yuta's not done. The second. He's trying to get that shot, take Jericho's shot. Amazing passion. You can feel it. You can almost taste it in this kid. And Yuta for the third time. Tope Suicida. Times three. Can you imagine that? No, and somehow no, he pulled them all off. This is one thing that I can't imagine because at 25 years old, I never got the chance to fight for the world championship. And you I'm did. so excited for Wheeler. On the verge of challenging Moxley next week. One, two, no. Oh, look at that. One second away. Yuta was one second away from taking Chris Jericho's title shot. Oh, the Lariat thrown. Jericho reverses the double underhook into the backbreaker. Jericho's bomb. What a shot. Nice short clothesline by Chris Jericho. Jericho expended a lot of energy, though, Taz, in that yeah. particular exchange. Oh, I can right. tell you, he's heaving a little bit, and he just made a mistake there. Oh, you're right. To that point, he did. I think he rushed that line saw the a tad. I wonder what's going through the head of the interval, AW interval world champion, Moxley, right now watching this. All he knows, he's got a big fight in Minneapolis on Wednesday. Oh, breaker! What a counter by Jericho! And it might be against Jericho, because I don't think Yuta's going to kick out of this. Jericho covers. Farley hooked. No! Respect right there. Aubrey right there to get a great look at it. Jericho's eyes tell the story, folks. He's a little perplexed. What the hell do I got to do here? I'm telling you, it just seems like he might be a little fatigued, or he's looking ahead to Minneapolis. Once again, Jericho looking for those hammer and anvil elbows. Driving the point oh, of the elbow. nose again, the oh. nose, guys. Look at this. Yuta raking at the nose of Jericho. And Jericho dropped hold. Brings him down. Wheeler Yuta. Gonna overhook that arm here. Can he clasp his fingers, clasp his hands? Yes. Looking for that submission is Wheeler Yuta. And Yuta now, look at this, readjusting the position of the legs. And instep tightens it all up with that S grip. Wrenching not only on the head, the face, the nose of Jericho. It's going perfectly. Absolutely. The shoulder. I'm not going to call my own, my own finishing submission, but that is my finishing submission. I've been teaching Wheeler that for the last few months. Oh, wait, Jericho, look at this, grabs the bat. The Floyd, that's Floyd, the bat. Well, now. Oh, the low blow! Wow, what a Opera. genius. How opportunistic is Chris Jericho? Sensing the moment, <laughs> sensing the environment and his surroundings, and taking full advantage of it. I'm upset, but it's something that I would have done. Judas effect attempted. Yuta, and it's got enough. Yuta flips through. He's looking for the seatbelt. Can he get it? Yeah. He's oh, got Jericho oh, oh, locked in. One, two, no. Jericho tilts. Would have been a huge upset. He's going back to the walls. Jericho's going back to the walls here, guys. And look at Jericho stomping at Yuta's head. Jericho's in the walls. Lion Tim has got it. That's the Lion Tim. Lion Tim is locked in. 
proverbial message that I'm not to be trifled with. We've proved your point, Chris. That's enough. Well, here comes Mr. Moxley, and he's pissed off. Now we knew Moxley had to be watching, and he has seen enough. Man, man, what a showdown. What a confrontation. What a rivalry. Wizard got the hell out of Dodge, and I don't blame the Wizard. One week from tonight, AEW Dynamite. Wake by the Lake Live from Minneapolis, Minnesota. It will be John Moxley putting his AEW Interim World Championship on the line against Chris Jericho. And fans on Friday night, we've got Rampage. It's going to be amazing. Uh, we've got more great action on Saturday. That's right, Battle of the Belts 3 coming up. This is a huge week Moxley! for AEW. But Jericho. You just unleashed the demon. You opened Pandora's box, man. Next week. You want the last survivor of Stu Hart's dungeon? You want Lionheart Chris Jericho? You got it. But I'm gonna stretch the shit out of you and walk out the new AEW champion. You can guarantee it. Moxley versus Lionheart next. Wednesday night. It should be a classic, ladies and gentlemen, without a doubt. And Rampage this Friday night live at 10 9 Central on TNT. Moxley in an AEW World Championship Eliminator match against Mance Warner. I can't believe that. Well, the Saturday night, I can't wait to see this event, ladies and gentlemen. Look at that main event. It's going to be amazing. Hey, for uh, thanks to William Riggle for joining us. Taz, you next cover kicked ass again this week.
Welcome to the PWC Wednesday Night Skirmish right here on the PWC Network. I'm your host, Jimmy T, and my host is back once again. You've heard him for the last three weeks pretty much in a row. He is the straight up straight edge. He don't give a fuck. He's the opinion haver times two, but for me, it's times three. You know how it goes. Vet, welcome back to the Wednesday Night Skirmish, and welcome back to the PWC Network. How are Thanks you, Thanks for man? having me. Thanks for roping me back in. I mean, having me here as a... As a treasured guest, I, uh, I've kidnapped I him all the way from down under. Just saying. Yeah. Even though you don't exist, somehow yes, you I found don't. a way. I I do not fucking exist. I am not me. It's me, but not me. If that makes any sense. But yeah, yeah, I don't exist, but I'm existing for the vet because I got him. <laughs> so yeah, no worries, man. But let's get into fucking some news because I don't know if you've heard this or not, vet. But I was just looking on the dirty sheets mm. and apparently <laughs> i don't know if AEW should be worried or not but apparently discovery is doing a lot of budget cuts from mm. today i don't know what that means for AEW, but should mm. they be worried i mean everybody can be a little bit worried um but i think that AEW is not a cost to discovery that's why True. it's probably safer than some other things we've heard or at least i've heard about you know them saying they're cutting back on scripted programming right mm, and excuse me, yeah yeah and that you know that doesn't necessarily mean wrestling it just means things that you know you got to shoot like a movie or a tv show you know um right, right. they got to pay for that and i i'm quite sure that if tony khan has to uh he, which he is he's bankrolling this whole thing out of his own pocket he you know they don't have to they don't it, it really doesn't cost uh warner discovery anything to run a dynamite if tony you know if tony will pay for everything so they get free content for two hours three hours a week you know amongst the two uh networks right you got an hour of rampage and you got two hours of dynamite it, it, they use AEW as a as an advertising platform for their own thing, and they have been for a long time. You remember when they had like the Rick and Morty turnbuckle pads, or yes, you know, or we we weird. just had right. we just had Shark Week, you know, like and they, you know, so it's it's like a free commercial for their stuff too. I don't know if you can, I don't know if you can really do the integration the same way with other things. Like if you had like um, you know, like a uh, like a scripted drama series, say, like, are you going to have, like, are you, are they going to be watching Shark Week on the TV in the background, like the characters? Like, the wrestling makes it easy for you to get your shit over. So not only do they have a free delivery system for all their own content and shit, but they don't really have to pay for AEW. So I don't really see why they would look at that ahead of so many other things. Not true. I guess ever since WCW went, you know, bust, and especially with the circumstances of how it happened, I think people are all paranoid these days, dude. Like fucking, like, oh, but if it happened to WCW, you know, because they associate Warner, you know, WCW, even though that was a different situation with the AOL takeover at the time, that's what- I wonder, WCW. Jimmy, does even one person from back then still work there? Uh, actually, yes. Um, there was a few, like, was it Carl Leathers? If you remember him? There's one other guy too, man, that just left. There, there is. But he just there left. Was, he just left, <laughs> but there was. 
there was a few from that were in the production back in WCW, especially on Nitro and Thunder, I guess. No, no, no. Talking was, about, I'm not talking about. Um, I'm not oh. talking about that. I'm talking about the people that came in with the merger back in oh, 2000. Know, Is anybody still working at Warner Brothers I, that was working there then, or they all I been turned over? You know, like they probably they've probably been turned over, man. I mean, is AOL even still really a thing in the states, bro? Hell no. They haven't sent me one of those free CDs in a long time, man. Nine hundred well, hours go. of internet, man. Come on. If they're pretty much irrelevant in the states, they're pretty much irrelevant in Turner, I say. So, yeah, man. I mean, I don't know, but who cares? I guess at this point. But you're right. I guess they shouldn't really be worried. But people always want to point out, like, well, if Tony doesn't fucking, you know, be careful, you know, Discovery could just kick him off, you know. But it's funny because Turner, there's always something going on with Turner, dude. I don't know what's up with that. There's always mergers, new companies taking over and whatnot. I don't know why. In particular, we always hear about it when it comes from the Turner side of things, but I guess they're hot properties. I think what it's a real, I think it's a real shit show over there. Is what it is. Yeah, and it has think been. About, think about it. Like, think about what we were hearing twenty years ago, and look at what we're right. look at what we're dealing with now. It's like nothing's ever changed, even though everything changed. Um, right, no, you're right. I heard, you know, I, I heard Discovery, that, that Discovery Plus streaming thing or whatever's the fucking shit, so they're going to cancel that because nobody wanted it. Um, Interesting. There's a, uh, what is, um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. And so, like, if they go and, if they go and they, they make all these cuts and all these things, like, what are they going to sell you? All they have is, they're, they're, they're an entertainment network. Like, if you cancel things, what are you going to sell us what shows are you going to make what movies are you going to produce like are you just going to sit and exist and not give us any content you have to have content coming from somewhere Absolutely. and that's why with right. tony tony's guaranteeing you hey i'll give you three hours a week so you got three hours a week off the books they'd be stupid to cut him also to your point um you know you were talking about if tony Khan gets out of line but like Hasn't he been getting more and more out of line? Isn't the isn't the violence getting ramped up? Isn't the language getting ramped up? Like, did 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 Jungle Boy come out wearing a T-shirt that said Christian is a pussy on this show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny you bring that up because they actually I spotted it straight away, right? And I was trying to point it out to my to my significant other. I'm like, hey, that, that says fucking puss, uh, Christian's a pussy hashtag, or I think it was hashtag anyway. Christian is a pussy. Probably wasn't any hashtags actually, but. After that, when I'm trying to say, look, 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 the camera never went back to his shirt. Actually, he was trying to avoid it, as a matter of fact. So, yeah. yeah. But really? you knew you knew going out there, like, you made the shirt. So, True. it's not like they went into business for themselves. They had to talk about that. Um, if, if Tony had been doing this, where he just keeps doing stuff and not having discussions with executives and things like that, um, and they didn't like it, he would have been slapped down dozens of times by now because he keeps doing the same thing so they must be fine with it um yes. i don't know man but well man. i hope they are fine for this sake anyway even though AEW as a you look i i don't hate AEW as in, in terms of their shows and their wrestlers and whatnot but i hate their what they stand up for you know what i mean like what they believe in and all that shit the way they go on about shit i can't stand tk so in many ways some Part of me has always wanted WB to be just shove it down there, you know, down their throat. Like just, just kill them already. Just part of me that is right. Not that I want them to be killed, 
but they deserve like TK needs a good spank. Like you know how you know your parents would spank you on the butt. Mm-hmm. That's what he needs. You know what I mean? Someone needs to go up yeah. to him and just tell him, "No, Tony, no." Well, I think I mean, he's. I think he has gotten that, but he just doesn't sell it. Yeah. So maybe. I hope. So right. he might. He might learn his lesson quietly and then act like he didn't. But you know, just like when you're a kid and you get spanked, you want to act like it didn't hurt, right? Yeah, so exactly. Same thing, but maybe he is learning. I mean, I see things that he does here and there, but as soon as he learns one lesson, he fails another lesson. So, you know, it's just a. It's a learning process for him, bro. You don't just create a million dollar wrestling company out of nowhere and then not struggle it's he's had oh, a of lot course. of success uh con- considering all the factors but um but yeah well, absolutely so. well to be fair i mean the perception right he's done a good job at perceiving aw as being kind of near wb's level right but really let's be honest it's not right in terms of company money and just all that shit right but he's managed you to think especially the casual i I assume to think that it's sort of on par with wb but and that's a good thing you know know what i'm saying like tna for example even though they were getting more higher numbers they never felt like it right but they never felt like it yeah exactly exactly they always looked just a little bit cheap and aw looks expensive so that's it does that's a good thing for them yeah but the crazy thing is, Impact was getting double the fucking numbers in ratings pretty much, dude, on a weekly basis at one stage for a good couple of years at the very least. Yeah, but, you know, it was a different time. It was. Think, think about how think about how just watching TV is so different. Back then, people were just getting into having, like, DVRs. We were still calling it TiVos, true. right? That's remember true, TiVo? the TiVos, bro. I remember the TiVos, hell yeah. Like, where's TiVo now? Does anybody have it. one? <laughs> but we all have respect. but we all have the thing that records programs from TV, right? I mean, the old people do. The young people right. don't. <laughs> yeah. They just go to the internet and watch all the shit. But that's what I, that's another thing. That's another thing that back in the day with TNA you didn't really have. Um it was like you were watching it on cable because there wasn't shit else to do. There's so much other shit you could be doing besides watching wrestling now as compared to like 2012, 2010 what was going on in 2010 dude like nothing bro what a bad year for pro wrestling especially dude in 2010 it was pretty bad yeah man so we didn't have anywhere else to go but you know spike tv or whatever to watch tv to watch (laughs) tna now shit if you even care about wrestling you can just go to a site stream the show skip ahead to the parts you want to see and no one will ever count those numbers. Like, you will never be counted as part of the viewing audience. And, you know, that's like what we keep discussing here about how people are watching the show. They're not watching it in ways that are being tracked, like with the metrics, right? If no, I watch I watched Dynamite last night on some site uh, at two times speed to cram two hours into my one-hour lunch break. No one's ever going to know I did that unless I say that because that's not going to TNT, Turner, Warner, Discovery, whatever. They're not recording that. So, yeah, I had it record on my DVR, so that counts for something. But what if I never actually play that recording? Does that get counted as a view or not? I don't know these things, but none of these questions are things that we were really talking about back when TNA was on Spike. So True. But you know what? Are you, are you like, is your... Is your house a Nelson household? 
No, and I've never known anybody in my life that ever was. See, and this is the thing that's always confused me, right? How do they know what the ratings truly are? Right. When you think about it, right? Unless, right. like, every cable box, you know, has got some sort of fucking, I don't know, like, transmitter that fucking says, all right, yeah. this person we, in this house. We could do that watching. now, probably. The tech probably yeah, exists to do that now. That's what I'm saying, right. But back then, did they care enough to need to do that? You know? Yeah. I mean, interesting. Because sometimes yeah. I wonder, like, where they... Because if you break down the ratings, really, and the way it works, it's a bit, you know, it's a bit yeah. on the... Skip it's like a, it's like an extrapolation, right? Like you you get this number and then you assume that this counts for this percentage of the population, right? Like, well, if this right, many right. people watched it out of this, then that means that in all of America or whatever, it's this. Not necessarily. It could be more, it could be less. So they're just it's it's really just an estimate at the end of the day, I believe. Um, you know, we have unfortunately we elect presidents in the same manner, but <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't get into that, but you know, you said yeah. it, dude. I mean, come on. Yeah, well, so. since you say that, actually, I'll say one thing. Well, Trump is a good example, right? Even though everybody doesn't like everyone's indifferent about Biden, sort of thing. They just no one gives a shit, right? Really. Right. But as long as Trump wasn't in fucking control anymore, that's all the people cared about, really. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's that was the goal. Get rid of Trump. Fuck Biden anyway. But who cares? You know what I mean? We don't just. Everyone's just indifferent to Biden, even though he's... What's he really doing? I mean, seriously. Falling down, taking naps, Exa- you know. Exactly. He's basically, he's basically doing what Ric Flair did in his last match. Oh, boy. Did you watch that by any chance? <laughs> yeah, by every chance. No, you did? Oh, no. Yeah. I, I've been wanting to watch it. I haven't watched it yet because... I don't know if I should say it on the air. But, you know, I've got other means... I'm not going to pay fucking 34 bucks to watch that fucking shit. Oh, no, don't worry, Jimmy. Uh, Conrad assured us that Flair doesn't need the money, so you can feel good about stealing oh. it. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's I'll not about it, the man. money. No it's not about the money, Jimmy. It. Yeah, it's, it's not VPN, about the money, folks. so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So rest because easy, man. It's not about the money. Conrad promised. He promised. He wouldn't lie to me. Fuck. Fuck me. It was it packed? I mean, from what I could see, it looked like a decent crowd, right? Yeah, I think it was decent people. Nice and little show. Do you think it possibly, and this is what everybody's asking lately, do you think the buy rate for that Flair final match, whatever it was called, do you think the buy rate would have outdone Ring of Honor's slash AEW's pay-per-view from this past month? I don't know. I think it's I the same people. Well, I think it's the same people, really. Who would even have heard that Ric Flair's having a last match? Probably the, same people, probably the same people that have heard of Ring of Honor having a pay-per-view, right? And Jim Croc- Jim Crocker promotions being a thing again, just for one night. <laughs> yeah, just for one night. Yeah. And I it, bet you, eighty percent of the fan base have probably watched that Flair thing, even though it's probably an older crowd. I'm, I'm actually wrong, probably, but generally, the professional wrestling fan generally these days, other than the hardcores, probably didn't even know what the fucking Jim Crocker promotions was. Right. Well, they, they can even, Google it real quick and so they can pretend they do. That's the thing, Jimmy, with the with the magic of the internet. You don't no. ever have to act like you don't know anything ever again. If True. you ask well, me a question right here live on there, I'll say, oh, yeah, excuse me, uh, Jimmy, I have a text message. Hold on, let me answer this. This is important. Yeah. And then I just, oh, yeah, so anyway, the answer to your question is I don't have to, I don't have to be ignorant in this world, you know? So. <laughs> There's your answer right there. No, mm-hmm. but look, you give him about a 10-second leeway, right? If you can't answer it within 10 seconds, then you're fucking Googling it 100%. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's right. I don't give a fuck, but you're the vet. 
I know you don't need to Google shit. You Never. already know it, man. So if I don't know it, it, I don't need to know it. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. <laughs> Ain't he great? <laughs> he is fucking great. I'm going to say it right now. He's my but favorite. But anyway, man, I mean, come on. Let's be honest, dude. We saw him at SummerSlam. We saw him um, at Ric Flair's last match. And he's even got a management role in WWE. I mean, he's fucking great. It's great. Will he be running it in three years? <laughs> like Jim Cornette at says this he point, will. <laughs> who the fuck knows, dude? The fact that he even got back in, because he got fired a few years ago, right? And they rehired him. So whatever, I guess. For me, yeah. the more pro wrestling guys in the company, like, I guess the better. And to be fair with Jarrett, and even Cornette says this, he seems to be in tune with today's fan base and the previous fan base. Seems. I'll use that lightly because I don't know. But if anyone, I'd rather him than Michael P.S. Hayes say right oh, now. Oh, yeah. 100%. Because he's just done. I mean, seriously, he's probably drunk every time he's frigging booking a fucking a matchup. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. I mean, look. Did you watch Raw, actually, this past Monday? Yeah. Were you disappointed? I know you weren't the biggest fan of SummerSlam. Don't get me wrong. We won't go there. But going out of SummerSlam, for me, I had a lot of expectation with Raw. And unfortunately, it didn't really live up to the hype. But it wasn't necessarily a bad show either, though. Yeah, it's just a lot of three hours of nothing really happening to me. So, And that's another issue. Maybe it would have been a great show if it was condensed to two hours. But the fact that it's three hours, it really harmed it. And the commercials, the amount... We had the first hour commercial free just for them to get all their commercials back from the first hour in the second hour and third hour they went <laughs> crazy dude it was driving me nuts i was like seriously yeah. fuck that shit well I the problem is i mean everybody says that three hours is too much and you know what it might be however you definitely have enough people there to get a good three hours like it doesn't have to be shitty they have enough people to feature all these different people in their own stuff and actually have a good show. And they just don't do it. They weren't doing it when they had two hours. You know what I mean? It doesn't really matter. Like they were leaving a lot of stuff on the table and now they have a bloated, like a bloated roster, but they only use the same handful of people over and over again in these top spots. So even though you had three hours, you still chose to rather than give the lower card talent a little bit more to chew on instead you wanted to give us recaps and you know what i mean like pad out the time with longer matches it was like long matches and recaps and packages so it's like you're they padding out the time too, yeah. you, you're padding out the time while you got 25 people sitting and catering waiting for something to do that's disrespectful so it is the most I want to see is just for Triple H to take those people that are sitting around and utilize them. That's what I want to see. Um, and he talks the big game too, man. No pun intended. Like I was watching him on the on the Logan Paul podcast. I've never watched the Logan Paul podcast in my life, but uh, you know, it came up on my feed. It was Triple H. I thought, fuck it, I'll check it out. And going by what he says, man, you really think change is coming? And look, there has been. Look, comparing it to the way it's usually booked, you see little changes, especially yeah, teeny on tiny changes, yeah. teeny tiny ones. SummerSlam for me felt like a big change, generally, right? It just seemed more carefree. Everyone seemed more happier. Even the commentating was much better than usual because it didn't feel like you know Vince was feeding him shit in their mm -hmm. ears all the time. 
So that was the good thing. But and like I said, I love SmackDown. Uh, SmackDown, sorry, SummerSlam, a lot, dude. I thought that was a great show because if you look at the card, the card was pretty weak if you look at it on paper, but it still delivered. You know what I mean? And uh, unfortunately, Raw just seems like, and I guess Raw's become. I don't want to say the relaxed show, but you know how wrestlers used to wrestle on house shows, for example, hmm. right? You know, they'd be way more, they won't bust their balls per se. Sometimes you'll get some great matches, but they will rarely really put themselves on the line as they would on television, right? But now Raw, for example, and SmackDown to a less extent, feels like the matches have become like house show matches. You're never really going to get like a five-star banger anymore on hmm. Raw, say. You, you know, they save it for pay-per-views, which I understand if that's the case and if that's the strategy going into it, then cool, I totally understand that. But at the same time, it makes for a shitty show, you know what I mean, sometimes. But I don't know, man. Maybe I'm looking into it way too deeply. Yeah, it's still early, so we just got to give it time. When, 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 we're able to, when we're able to look back a, a couple months, you know, six months you know, 12 months at a time and see, okay, they really did make a big change from then, but now it's only been a couple weeks. Like all this stuff oh, no, happened in true. like the blink of an eye. Like it did, you know, it, it went, it went from Vince McMahon coming out and just doing the, the walk and saying all this then now forever shit to be like, and now okay, and forever. Yeah. yeah okay. Now, yeah. Now I'm retiring on Twitter. Bye. It's definitely yeah, so man coming out and be like, yay, let's hear it for Vince. Now let's never talk about this again. Smackdown. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, wow, that's dude. not the, something's yeah, that up. Is, that, yeah, that's, that's extremely weird, dude. Cause that's, that's why, Vince... that's why there's a big, you know, with the big debate about, um, you know, people believing that Vince McMahon is still pulling the strings from behind the curtain. And I, I just, know, man. You know, Russo's saying that a lot. Like, he believes... I know, I know, I know. But it's, it's, but it's not... But what, what Russo's not getting is... It's not just... It has to be 100% one or the other. Like, right. Vince McMahon can try to be involved in things, and he can do certain things that have to do with business, stuff that he's already been tied up with. Right. Um, Like, you know, it's just stuff that he'd been working on before whatever paperwork he does in the office all day whatever he could be doing stuff like that that doesn't mean that he's going to be there telling triple h exactly what needs to happen on raw he's not going to be ripping up scripts like he can still be involved in aspects of wwe without being involved in the tv show right anymore. right and, and if he is if he does try to be involved in the tv show and it's like hey i want this uh, they'll be like uh yeah sure i'll see about that like why are you going to listen to him now? Like you don't have oh, to, he's not there. You can't, you don't have to listen. Right. So it's a chance for people to be like, like you said, more carefree, just a little more relaxed and have a little more fun. There's not going to be that level of ridiculous micromanaging over stupid stuff that no one even Shoot. cares about. And even right, if he dude. wants it to be, he can't, he can't do it anymore. Cause he's not there. So and I'm glad you said what you said about, you know, Russo as well, because, uh, I, you know, I, I, I've seen what he said. And look, hey, man, we love Vince, right? We both work for his for his site, man, for ChannelAttitude.com. And he is right, because his main point is he can't picture Vince McMahon just sitting around doing nothing. Right. And, and I don't think exactly he is, because he, like, like he said, he has no hobbies. He has no other interests. All he knows is work, work, work. He, he doesn't have any other kind of a life. So you can't just retire and do nothing. Right. He wouldn't do that. But 
that doesn't mean that everybody at the WWE is listening to him anymore. You know, it's true, man, it's true. And no, yeah, I can see what well, you said makes the most logical sense anyway, dude. You know what I mean? And that's why I don't understand how people, like you said, even with Russo, like, but like you said, he probably, he's thinking of the way he knows him from back then. It's mm-hmm. two different Vinces, really, when you think about it, man. This, you know, 77-year-old, whatever he's 78, compared to when he was early 50s, you know, the genetic jackhammer from back then. It's two different Vinces, in my opinion, you know what I mean? Even though he, I'm sure he's still very competitive, I'm still, I'm sure he's still, he still fucking has sex, dude. God damn it. I don't even know how 77 evolved be here, I know, right? I don't even know if I could get it up by that age. But, like, seriously, hats off to him. You know what I mean? For doing what he's doing. But, like, I've heard, by the way, do, do you think it was Christy Hemming that was... Uh, I mean, the math adds up. It does. Everyone pretty much points straight to where She's been really quiet, too, which is weird. Well, of course. That's what yeah. she signed to do. Right? Yeah, she signed the paper right. to be quiet. Well, yes. So, that's exactly right. So... The only reason we know about it is because he's being investigated. But the thing about it is, it's like, it, if you, there there are going to be things that come out and things that have come out. And just because those things come out doesn't even mean that's all of it. There could be plenty of things that Please. we just, we aren't, Please. dude, it, it's not like, it's it's not like these are going to be the, the, the things you hear about are going to be the only things that ever happen. Trust me. I heard rumors about all these things back at the time when they were happening. Because that's right That's right, right when I was there, 2005, 2006, true. that era. Very true. I was around there. So the rumors were already flying around. We just assumed that that kind of stuff was going on. So hold on. So back then, back when you were in OVW, back in 05, those rumors amongst yourselves was happening too? Like In, in, a, in a way, like because the diva search is where Chrissy Hemi came from, right? Exactly. Yo, so, on, right. so even if we don't know anything, what are a bunch of guys sitting around going to assume? Of course. They're going to be like, oh, well, how did she win the diva search? Did she really get <laughs> voted? You know what I mean? Like, Or anybody that... That's anybody th- That's actually funny. Because they also signed a lot of losers too, right? Because Chrissy oh, Hemi man. won the entire thing, but... How many people Jedi. did they sign, right? Ah, absolutely. You're, you're spot on. And Same thing with Tough to Enough, right? You know? Well, Sorry, go well, ahead. That's a different type of Tough Enough, if you know what I mean. But anyway, um, shout out to Todd who says Mike McGurk. And I know that if anyone doesn't know who, what that name is, I know it sounds like a guy. It's actually a female, believe it or not, who used mm-hmm. to work as a referee back in um, back in the day. Back in a the ring 80s, announcer as well. And ring announcer, yes, you're spot on. That's that's I believe that's Le- is that not Leroy McGuirk's daughter? Yes, it is. It is actually 100 yeah. percent is your spot on vet. That's why he's the vet. See, he knows. Yeah. I didn't Google but, um, it. No time. Hey, and I didn't Google it either. Just just quietly. But um, yeah, like I said, we know our shit, man. We know our shit from back in the day too. But anyway, she was a ring announcer and referee, like you said. And apparently, you know, she accused Vince back in the day also of you know some sexual conduct. And I don't want to bring up the cream team either, if you know what I mean. That's a right. different type of conduct. And a lot of those guys got suspended, a la um, Pat Patterson at the time. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I don't even want to know. And even Lord Alfred Hayes, if you remember back in the day, remember Lord, Alf- Lord Alfred Hayes? Of course. He was known to... <laughs> I don't know, man. He's fucked. Have you heard this story? Probably. Where apparently he had a big dick right okay <laughs> that's what he was known for but he would run around chasing all the wrestlers and shit with his fucking dick 
with his dick. That's the stories I've heard, right? But I don't know how true it is, but anyway. And one of them was Roddy Piper, apparently, and he seemed disturbed. There's a shoot video out there where he kind of goes into it and he, his face changes, man. Like, he really... It's like something happened to him, bro. Yep. I, I don't know if it's still out there or not, but I, I should look into it again because it's been years. Well, there's a... There's a... <laughs> There's something that my that my friend once said as a casual like he just I it stuck with me forever, um, but it, it and he just said it casually he didn't even like make a point of it it wasn't like he sat me down and said now vet, but he just he was we were just talking about something I can't remember what he said but he just said like he just said like uh, something like yeah well you know if you heard it it's true. <laughs> that Maybe. simple. Well, that simple. Well, if you heard it, it's true. And I'm like, what? But I never forgot that. And, you know, when it comes to wrestling, most of the yeah. time. It's a good chance. Yeah. It's things like event. this. Things like this. No, now, yes, some, sometimes you, you know, I'm not talking about what Dave Meltzer is reporting in creative no, or whatever. Man, but but when you hear these weird rumors about shit like this, the stuff, uh, a lot of times there's something to it. So. I don't doubt any of it. And now that's just like all these years later, it's just the confirmation of what was always suspected. Cause now you got real, real people looking into it. Not, you know, it, it's going to be harder to clean some of this shit up. Cause a lot of it's paperwork now. Cause you're, cause your dumbass left it on the books. You idiot. Instead of paying cash, you should have got unmarked non-sequential bills and given it to whoever in a briefcase instead of fucking yeah. embezzling from your own, fucking company like a moron and having to retire on twitter because you're a fucking idiot fucking you know what's funny man. too he's a fucking a idiot you're spot on bro i'm glad you said that man because i laugh he's almost like that immature idiot shall i say right where his own kids are telling dad yeah. you know put your fucking dick back in your pants basically right i'll mm -hmm. leave you that stephanie you know what i mean <laughs> like you know what i'm saying where he just didn't i think sometimes he doesn't realize he lives in his own bubble you know what i mean he yeah. doesn't realize what he's done wrong or what he's doing wrong. Heck, he beat the government. You know what I mean? So he probably right. thinks he's untouchable. You know yeah, he mean? beat the government on some stupid shit that the government should have never even worried about in the first place. And he's proud right. of that. Like, he's so proud of that thing. And all it would have took. And this is what, dude, I got into an argument when I was talking, when Ray and I were talking about this. There was a bunch of people in the chat trying to defend Vince McMahon's honor or like the greatness yeah. of how you got to give him credit or whatever for all this and stuff. I'm like, what? bro, I don't got to give you credit. I got to give you credit for just hanging on by your fingernails through a bunch of bullshit. If Hulk Hogan had come up on there and just said anything else different, Vince McMahon would have gone to jail. And we would have been 100%. looking at... 100%. You know, so it's like, there's so many moments in time that Vince could have got squashed out. What about the what about the time that the uh, that all the NWA guys supposedly met somewhere and they were talking about how they're going to kill Vince McMahon? Yes, like, assassinate yes. this was, motherfucker? Felt, what if they had done the it? That said that, wasn't it? <laughs> that, that yeah, was, what if they did the it? We wouldn't be having this conversation right now. So I'm glad yeah, they didn't, Jimmy, because then I wouldn't have right. ever got to meet you and talk to you about wrestling. So, so if we can take, <laughs> yeah, if we can take one good thing away from Vince staying alive up till now, it's that I got to do a oh. podcast with Jimmy T. But that's it, man. Oh, basically, absolutely. nothing else good ever happened out of this. Uh, yeah, true. But you're right about Hogan too, man. Hogan was the guy, man. If he went, and there was rumors that he wasn't gonna like have his back. You know what I'm saying? He right. was gonna turn. And, and is that? Didn't. And Jimmy, is that like? 
is that is that the way the WWE rewrites their history? Like, was it always known that Hogan was going to save the day, and they all, and they just like to tell the story where they weren't sure? You know what I mean? You know how Maybe. they you know when they I mean, come you true. know when they come in there and they say all the same old bullshit about you know anytime they talk about Steve Austin or Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant. Like, I didn't know what the finish was going to be, brother. Like, do oh, they yeah. just make up all these stories that never fucking happened to make the story sound better? You know, the yeah. Bruce Pritchards of the world telling telling their version of it. You know, like, do we even know? Was Hulk Hogan always just going to go in there and be like, yeah, he never said he never sold us anything. You know, like, I, I don't even know anymore. You can't even know. They've controlled so much of wrestling history and rewritten it that we don't even really know what's true a lot of the times, even with the stories that they hand down, you know. But it's not just those things. It's like, what if there's like a million things? What if what if his dad never sold him the company? What if he just said no, son? Sure. What if what if uh, his dad never even let him join as a as a an employee? No, son, sorry, yeah. don't need you. <laughs> what if that had happened? There, like so many times. What if that um, when he told the cable companies like, well, you can't carry WrestleMania if you carry Starcast. I mean, not Starcade or whatever. Starcade, right? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, well, yeah. No pay per view company cares about carrying Starcast. Uh, just <laughs> yeah. just fight TV. But uh, but uh, See, yeah, Conrad well, did it again. Yeah, damn it, damn it, Conrad. He's a <laughs> brilliant fat genius um but but uh yeah what if what if, what if the cable companies were like okay <laughs> then he'd be like uh well uh i mean i guess you could carry russell may if you want but i'll be very angry like how did he have leverage over them if if he pulled wrestlemania from cable how the fuck was he ever gonna make any money off it exactly he and bluffed and say- they fell for it right. you know what and i mean also- so if people had just stood up to him at certain points in time the WWF could have gone out of business by now several times. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's funny. He even said, you know, and again, we, we, I don't know how true this is because WWE and the revised history, you know what I mean? You just don't know what the fuck. But when it, when it comes to that shit, don't you remember him saying, oh, WrestleMania was like my all in all I was dead. WWE was going to die. Like, you know what I mean? If, if WrestleMania didn't work out, we were done. I call bullshit personally. You know what I mean? But. Yeah. At the end of the day, he says all this shit like he fought from the bottom. The only time, and even then, he wasn't close to going bust, was when WCW was kicking their asses for 84 weeks. How can you forget, right? 84 fucking weeks. And what's the, th- what's the story we always hear from WWE? We were moving the water coolers out of Titan Towers. That's the same old shit. shit. It just bro. sounds yeah. like a movie, right? Fuck fucking these bullshit, guys. Bro. But anyway. And Todd. Todd goes on in the chat, stuff that's actually true, not what Mr. Overrated Meltzer reports as facts. True. Yeah. He also says, look at the WWE product the last, what, 10 to 15 years. Yeah. If, right. you, if, you, if you want to give him credit for the first the first 20, you got to give him credit for the last 22 as being the shits. Right, that's true. And uh, he says, last but not least, fat, yes, brilliant, that's debatable. And I assume he's talking about Conrad Thompson. Uh, well, for the record, for the record, and I'm not gonna gain or lose a job by saying this, but I I like Conrad, so I'm just having some fun. I, I don't I don't have anything against Conrad. I enjoy him and I enjoy his content, so I'm just making a joke. But I mean, yeah. So no, we just fucking why are we why are we why are we off on Vince Man, I guess because we really don't want to talk about Dynamite, right? No, you know what? I just realized we went 35 minutes, dude, of not talking about AW. It's so easy to do, that? right? It's so wow. easy to do. Well, wow, we, well, we let's should get talk into about it. it. Yeah. I think we should. We think we should. Right. But see what I'm... Oh. I mean, dude, it's getting to... 
Well, we're frozen there for a as, as soon as as soon as Jimmy wants to talk about AEW, the internet freezes. TK just won't let it happen. Or is it Vince? I don't know, man. I don't know. He's like, Shut I heard what it. you were saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was me all along. <laughs> exactly. It was me. It was me all along. Not just me, Austin. But we get AEW Dynamite. Yes, we have to speak about this fucking show. Coming from uh, Columbus, Ohio. And um, weren't they in Ohio just like a few weeks ago? I mean, they love fucking traveling back and forth to the Probably. same freaking cities. But it is what it is. But we start off with the first match of the evening between Jay Lethal versus Orange Cassidy in probably what was the match of the night, surprisingly. I actually dare say it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jay Lethal gets a rare win on television. Thank God. Even though I don't like this little um, Satnam shit sing thing and fucking Sunjay Dutt. He's a huge star. They're both huge, huge star. Huge. Oh. Well, Todd he's says a... he's from Columbus, Ohio. For the record, I wasn't saying anything bad about Columbus, Ohio. I was just saying how they love coming back and forth. And I've got first cousins from uh, from Cleveland, Ohio. So, yeah, shout outs to Ohio. There you go. Shout out to my cousins. But anyway, let's move on. Um, yeah, like we're saying, Jay, Jay Lethal does get the win. And um, you know what, man? For once, Orange Cassidy was selling properly, bro. Like, he was selling his... He's, uh, it looked like he, what, his hamstring at one mm. stage like he was playing up towards the end. He was also selling his ankle, I think, before that. So, I mean, I actually enjoyed this match. It, it was getting slow, and I felt it was probably going a little too long. But as I was saying it was going for too long, it actually kicked in again and got me interested, I guess. Yeah. Um, I like Orange Cassidy. That's good. Uh Jay Lethal, I've seen enough, you know, like, no, I don't mean that, like, get rid of him. I just mean, like, no, I know I'll, what I'll Jay Lethal yeah. does at this point, right? Like, right. Um, but he's not as talked about and polarizing as Orange Cassidy is. I bet a lot of people would be surprised to find that I, that I like Orange Cassidy. They probably would think that that would be the kind of thing I hate, but not really. Like, even though it's, even though it's different of a gimmick, my big, my big issue with stuff is like, the stuff that's not goofy in the sense of um, it's just, you know, like funny or, you know, not totally 100% serious combat. It's more so the stuff that it's impossible. You know, like when you have, you know, people teleporting and doing stupid shit like that. Like that's the impossible stuff is what I don't like. The supernatural gimmicks and shit like that that's that's not actually possible, physically possible to do. Orange Cassidy doesn't do anything that's impossible. He just does things that people probably wouldn't do. Like if you're in a fight for your life, you probably wouldn't tease somebody by pretending to hit them. But it's not switch. impossible. It could oh, yeah. someone could do that and apparently he, he, he does. This week. <laughs> yeah, and then but but then, you know, he, we've seen him turn it on and he can go. So, like, uh, and he does a lot of it with his hands in his pockets, which is impressive. The way I look at it is if he didn't do this gimmick, somebody was going to. So, might as well be him, right? Like, well, someone's you know, someone's going to come up with something eventually. So, being the first one to do it, you know, that's saying something. Um, and, uh, and I don't know, this is like a, you know, like a sidebar thing, but do you... Uh, ever since he changed his theme song to this uh, Jane or whatever it's Jane, called, like right. it, he does seem even cooler coming out now. He does. Like, uh, he it, does. like the music really works for him. That song works for it him. It does. 
you know what? I don't know what has to do with him, but it but it sounds good. Has nothing to do with him, I think. Right. But in saying that, when he first changed, when they changed his theme first, I thought, oh no, it just doesn't go. You know what I mean? Compared to um, what was the other song fucking called again? His first Um, one. I forget what it's called. I forget what it's called. I know what it is, but it's not coming out of my mind right now. But anyway. But with Jane, at first, it, I didn't like it just yet. By the second week, I was like, you know what? It actually suits him. And by tonight, I was, well, not tonight, but yesterday, I was convinced that, um, you know what? This goes perfectly with him. It just goes. It was meant to be. So I'll give TK credit in that sense because mm-hmm. it's funny because when you think about FTR, for example, hated their theme, what they use right now, right? Which is, you know, the Midnight Express ripoff. Of a mm-hmm. thing, and I can understand that. I could picture them going to TK saying, "But that's not us." You know what I mean? That's fucking. It's not even our music. Not mm-hmm. only is it a coast to coast ripoff, just quietly, right? You know the coast to coast intro. That's where the mm-hmm. Midnight Express theme came from. From that intro, and then we got the FTR now. And um, but you know what? They they ended up loving it and realized that it made them feel like even more of a bigger deal thanks to that music. I mean, it really did when you think about it, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, as, as you're somebody that deals with music a lot, so you know right. as well as anybody the importance of that entrance music. Absolutely, you know, like and I, love I think that a lot shit, of people dude. don't even think about it. But I always do, man. If I love the music, I tend to like the rest of the two, man. For yeah, whatever reason, is, it just it yeah, it, yeah, it, 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 it's true. Um, like, uh, so you know, same friend I was talking about earlier. Whenever we would watch wrestling, um. Like, if Batista would come on, like, he'd stand up and take the remote and, like, turn the volume on the TV all the way up. Like, when uh, right, I Walk Alone. The song, right? right yeah, like, exactly, the, yeah. the I Walk Alone version, right? He's yeah, like, yeah, uh, he, one, he would always turn remake. that up. And he's like, he's like, Vet, I need my Batista. And I'm just like, <laughs> all right, man, whatever. Like, I, I I let him do it. You know, I didn't mind it. And I, I, I was just like, he likes the song. I get it, you know. But I didn't get it. Like, I, I get it, but I didn't get it. I didn't really think I much of it. But when I was there, and so, like, I'm waiting for, you know, I'm dressed up like a druid now. I'm holding, I'm, I'm getting oh, ready yeah. to go on stage, right? And Batista comes the, out first. Right. Right? So I'm standing right on stage, and when that music hits, like, in the stadium with, like, the 80,000 people or whatever, I'm like, I get it now. Like, I, I now I get the Batista, right? So it, it uh... It, it, it's so underrated and one of the things like just to very quickly dip back to wwe for a second no, a lot of the music a lot of the music that they come up with now is so generic and terrible you know they need to get whoever back like i thought cfo was doing a good job with the entrance themes and I stuff so and now too. i thought so too it's weird and for whatever reason they didn't have they had a falling out but um the whoever they've got to do it now sucks they suck every original song that you hear now sucks Nobody has a good theme know. in WWE now that didn't already have it. You know what I mean? Right. Like anybody yeah, that still has their backwards. old theme is still good. Like, you know, the Becky Lynch's or whatever, you know, like you hear those songs is still good, but the people that have changed like the Ricochet, like Ricochet's new yeah, theme is the just, fuck, man, bro. yeah, you know, Weird, dude. So it, it's so it's important to get that, right. set that tone with the, with the entrance music and orange Cassidy using Jane. It, it works. It makes him seem even better than he is. It does, man. And uh, you know what? I'm glad we spoke about the music aspect of professional wrestling because I think that's 
so underlooked and underappreciated in many ways. And I don't think many people really talk about it. So the fact that we brought that up, I think is kind of cool. But I also want to touch on the music. Like the best thing wrestling ever did was actually start entrance musics, right? I think it was, um, wasn't it Michael P.S. Hayes that first came out with an entrance song? No, um, at least bef- at least Gorgeous George before that used. Was uh, it okay? All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I he was... used Pomp and Circumstance before Macho Man used it. Did he? Yeah. Oh, Pretty interesting. Sure. Not that I was there, but no, no, I know. Well, I wasn't even born. I assume you weren't yeah. either. So <laughs> you know, it was before well, our maybe. time. But like, hip <laughs> hop. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, but yeah, the music aspect is so underrated because, like I said before. If I like the music, I'll tend to like the wrestler. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even if I didn't like the wrestler previously, but if they got in like a kick-ass fucking tune as a theme, I'll give it a chance. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's it's strange. But like you said, maybe because I'm a music guy, you know, it's a little different with me. But I think it, every person would feel that way in many ways, right? Like you said with your friend and Batista, even though you didn't get it then, you got it when you were actually there and you saw it in person in the stadium and the crowd just losing their shit. And mm-hmm. it's it's even more than that. Like it's hard to even break down right now. But it's not just the music, but it's the whole presentation. You know right. what I mean? Which is kick ass. And Batista, you know, was a kick ass by perception anyway, type of right. wrestler, right? He wasn't an in-ring general or anything like that, but he'd done his job, you know? He didn't have yeah. to do fucking heaps of shit. He was still over by doing less, you know? Shame it's so, shame yeah. about Batista. He he left right when he learned how to work. Right when he was becoming he interesting, was it was just, it's like that scene in uh, Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade where his dad's like, "You left right when you were becoming interesting." <laughs> like, that's how it's... Batista was. Like he he got all he those movie parts wise, and stuff yeah. after he finally got it. Like it took him it's a true. long time, and he was a late starter, but he really was getting good at the end there. And then he left for the Hollywood. So good for him, though. Oh, he did. He done the right thing, probably. Let's be oh, honest. one hundred percent, he did the right thing. No question. <laughs> No question. So he's he's kicking ass over there. Shout out to Dave Batista, who's actually uh, I want to say it now. Fuck it, I'll say it. He's half Greek, bit. Yes, so I know this. I know. This I've got a him. soft spot for him, just automatically yeah. by that. Even though he's never been one of my. You're probably a little bit related somehow too. You should call him and Maybe. ask him for things. <laughs> I should actually. I've seen him in person. I've never met him in person, but he's even draped the Greek flag over him, like in Australia. That is because there's a lot of Greeks here, right? <laughs> Excuse me. So. You know, everywhere else he's playing like badass Filipino. But uh, let's be honest, does he look anything like... If he was Filipino, he wouldn't be that tall, first of all. Or big. Just saying, no offense. But you guys know that too. Come on, no. man. Well, everybody knows why he's big, but he is tall. <laughs> Don't get me started on that too, because apparently he's known as the big boy Dave Batista. But uh, anyway, <laughs> let's not go there. But uh, let's get back to Dynamite, actually, Vet, because we like oh, going off track. I know, I know, I know. Unfortunately, it sucks that we had to. But we were talking about um, uh, Jay Lethal getting the win over, uh, what's his Orange. name? Orange Cassidy via Lethal Injection. Mm-hmm. But right after that, we get Sanjay and Satnam come rushing to the ring as Duck cutting a promo about how hard Lethal kicked Orange's ass. Duck interviews Jay about Wardlow and Lethal tells Mr. Mayhem to come down here because he's going to break Orange's leg. With the figure four leg lock. Best friends make the save, of course. And Warlow is right behind them. The Hills run away and Sanjay demands that Warlow put the TNT Championship on the line against Jay Lethal. 
at Battle of the Bouts this weekend, which, mind you, Vet, I didn't even realize was happening until I was watching <laughs> Dynamite, which is weird. Anyway, to continue on, Warlow welcomes them to Warlow's world. He's got to stop saying that, bro. It's cheesy as fuck, first of all, but we'll get to that. And says it doesn't matter when or where the end result is. Warlow's going to whoop that ass, he goes on to say, as the Undisputed Elite make the entrance, but we'll get into that. Dude, is it just me, or do you cringe when he says Wardlow's world? Yeah, I, 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 I yeah, I, I don't like it's it. Pretty, it's pretty cheesy, bro. Especially um, coming out of Wardlow's mouth. Yeah, I don't think he needs to do that. But uh, Wardlow's world. Who the fuck told him to say that crap? I Wardlow's have no world. Idea. I don't know. I don't know. You're in Wardlow's world now. <laughs> I like. I like Wardlow, and uh, he's one of the guys that I like to see, and he's one of the people that they kind of got the people behind, you know, with their book. Totally fucked him up. Yeah, they did, but for, they they got him there, and to they the did. people, to the people, they he's not fucked up yet. But what mm. we can already see, like what's going to happen here, right? Like they 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 still like him, and they can like the fans there, they can see what's going on. They're just like they're like us they're like eh, but they're not gonna they're not gonna take it out on him because you gotta love you know. aw fans you gotta yes. love them bro you gotta love yeah. them they they fucking eat it all up bro you could take a shit on their faces and they'll fucking eat it i'm telling you bro yeah these sometimes, guys sometimes they have and and, know, they, and uh, they and they want more bro they they keep asking for it they keep getting it it's amazing I wish yeah. I was that type of You want to talk about AEW taking a shit in people's faces? Go listen oh. to Channel Attitude, fucking yeah. Rampage Uncaged, the last episode yeah. with you, you and Jargo and me. Oh, man. I feel bad, too, bro. Good you know episode, I mean? though. We, we, we had a good episode. Dude, when the three of us are on this at the same time, it's always a great episode. I even told Jargo, actually. I go, dude, come and join me in the vet. You, you know what I mean? And he was like, yeah. But, and I know how busy he is, man. Right, so I, I almost hate. That's why I didn't invite him last week. He just appeared, which was mm -hmm. awesome because he just came in himself. But you know, he's got a lot of things on his plate, man. And he's like, man, I'll be sleeping at that time. He goes, but I guess I could wake up. I'm like, dude, don't be silly. Don't worry about it, man. <laughs> just yeah. stay sleeping. We'll I'll see now. you for the blow off. Yeah. So he's like, all right, you know, the fact that he's still willing to do it though, I'll take it my hand off a to Jago. It says a lot, a lot about uh, about what we the the magic that we create, um, which is That's different than man. the uh, the the dark the black magic that AEW is casting on us with these episodes. <laughs> the so what magic. happened? What happened next? Uh, so Wardlow said some stupid catchphrases, and then we just some stupid catchphrases. Man. I don't know why he cares about Orange Cassidy either, Vet. That's what I wanted to ask you. Since oh, because when he because he, he give a shit. Well, because he because he earned his respect by giving him that hard hard battle over the uh, TNT Championship two weeks ago. Remember. That's why. Yeah, he earned he earned Wardlow's respect in the fight. Oh. Okay, he almost cool. beat Wardlow, Jimmy. Don't you remember? Well, he what came does that this tell close. You about <laughs> Come on, it's Wardlow's world. Whatever, <laughs> Wardlow's world. It is dub dub. So your dubs up. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? it was a, no, it was. But I actually thought, in, in terms of that match, I thought that was a very well worked match. It was. Um, it was actually quite good. No, right. right. And so I, I think that if you're telling the story that, you know, Wardlow, first of all, he's a baby face, right? So is Orange Cassidy. So they have no reason to hate each other. Um, right. So even if he didn't earn his respect, he doesn't have anything against Orange Cassidy. But 
now that they've done battle, they've got that warrior's code thing, and he just respects well, Orange code. Cassidy. And that doesn't mean, though, that he needs to come out and act like his fucking big brother or his bodyguard or something now every time that there's even any possible chance of a skirmish, pun intended. Oh, uh, nice. He can just he could just stay back there, but he was called out by name by the heels, and that's probably why he showed up here. All we need now, and I hope they pull this off, so I can just laugh my ass off and be like this company. All we need is for Wardlow and OC to come out at the same time as the tag team, but Wardlow is wearing the OC fucking gear, bro. Hmm. With the yeah, sunnies on, puts the thumb up, and we call it. Get this, Wardlow's world. <laughs> come on man i love it they look like orange it. cassidy's and it's warlow's world call the book championships it. bro book, book it. it right now i'm yeah. telling you i could picture him doing the you know the nonchalant hands in the pocket just yep. i'm with him <laughs> like fuck if they do that you've fucking killed him literally i'd love it if they do it or maybe not maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm the idiot maybe they'll put him even more over than mm-hmm. ever you know by being associated with oc i guess that could it'd, be a good, it'd be a good one-off, but I don't think it's going to become Wardlow's new gimmick or anything. So it just become Wardlow's world. That's what. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but anyway, let's fuck that. Anyway, let's move on. Because speaking of the world, we get the undisputed elite making the entrance, and Adam Cole gets on the mic. Vet. He says it feels good to be back in the ring and back with his friends. He does have some unfortunate news though. He's mm. still not medically cleared, but he's taking mm. this time. <laughs> to really process a lot of things the mm-hmm. success they've had the things they can work on because as a great leader you don't just celebrate your success vet you figure out what you can fix but it's mm-hmm. not just the leadership that makes a great faction but chemistry which they have in spades talent also which they've what they're five of the best apparently and most importantly loyalty and fighting alongside your brothers no matter what and they have that too he came to AEW because of the Young Bucks. That's loyalty. He's traveled the globe his entire career with Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. And that's also a loyalty vet. But loyalty is, is power and success. It's everything. Which brings him to the trios tournament. He's not medically cleared. Kyle isn't medically cleared either. If the Young Bucks don't pick Bobby Fish as their partner, they won't be allowed to do the tournament. Actually, he apologizes for not even being clear. They won't be physically capable of doing the tournament. And then, what do you know? We get the Unspeakable Elite turning on the Bucks, which looked so dumb. It didn't even look like... I mean, first of all, the Bucks didn't even sell this shit. Let's be honest, bro. Did they sell this beating? Not really. Exactly. Not really. This was was dumb. It was so, like, anticlimactic. It wasn't even done properly. And in my opinion, do we have to have now... Is this what's in, in AEW now? Is this what TK likes week in, week out? Let's get fucking a baby face to turn on another baby face for no reason, just like Hobbs and uh, Starks. Where did that? I'd never saw Even that. Even though they were heels. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but by default, they were getting cheered all the time. So, And Starks was becoming pretty much a baby face, let's be honest, right? Even though he had a you know good I mean? heel package before he that did. match. He did. But whatever reason... Hobbs turned on Starks, and now we've got... Uh, and I know the reason here, but this should have been done ages ago. First of all, if people don't know, because according to TK, you should. So it's not good enough if you don't know. But the Bucks killed Adam Cole on being the elite 
when Cole was moving on to WWE and NXT. So in storyline, they killed him thanks to a mother energy drink and he died in the show. So that's it. It was done. And then they conjured him. The way he's back in AEW, get this, bro. Kenny, Doc Gallows, Carl Anderson, and all the Bullet Club, essentially, were all in the circle doing Kumbaya. And then they all started going, Adam, Cole, baby, baby. Shit like that. And then they conjured him and he came back to life, bro. Oh, good. That's Glad to see they're taking this seriously. True story. Long-term storytelling, my friend. That's Man. how you do it, bro. So you That's kill him. You, you bring him back from the dead. And now he's finally turned because of what happened previously, even though he didn't explain that. I assume that's why. But why happened now? And the beating wasn't even believable. It was just, what was it? It was shit. Yeah. uh, Well, Adam Cole, if there's one thing that a lot of people can agree on about Adam Cole, it's that uh, he's a good promo guy. Right, for sure. When I say a lot of people, I don't really include myself in that. Right, and this is a good example. This is a good example of it because he comes out here and rambles about a bunch of stuff, and then what he does completely contradicts everything he just said. You just said story time, bro. With Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, story time. Your story sucked. (laughs) You 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 just basically put these guys over for two minutes and then beat them up. After saying that you weren't medically cleared to compete, but you can, but you can beat these guys up that ah, are that that's are why elite. They sold it. Yeah, because he's not actually cleared to beat people up. Exactly. So he, he, it wasn't really hurting him that much, probably, right? Not at all. None um, of them were cleared, bro. Yeah, this was uh, this was pretty. Like the whole thing didn't make sense. Um, I could tell you though, like when the turn happened, I was gonna say. I was going to say when the turn happened, like my jaw hit the floor uh, <laughs> because I fell asleep watching this and oh, I started drooling. Um, oh, but douche. yeah, um, <laughs> it was just like, I, I it was compelling. You, you, yeah. Right. I, I knew <laughs> you, you, I already knew that this was going to happen because I had seen some people talking about it earlier on Me Twitter. Too. Or I'm something. not going to lie. I saw it too, man. So I knew it was going to happen as well. Yeah. But, the problem is, and this is a problem in wrestling in general. I can't get invested in turns. I, I can't. They're too. First of all, no one believes wrestling is real. Second of all, they're too frequent. Well, they happen on. with too many people. Um, you just got done talking about why these guys should be your best friends for life, and then you attack them. It makes no sense. Um, why? How come they never do things just very simply? Like maybe everything doesn't have to be some blood angle, right? Like it has know, to just. Right? Why can't can you just be that. like? Why can't it just be like, hey, um, you know, can you guys have a uh, Bobby Fish on your team? And then they're like, <laughs> well, we were thinking somebody else. And then he'd be like, really? Oh, that sucks. I thought we were friends. Yeah. And then they just leave and don't beat them up. <laughs> You know, like can that can that just be something where they're like they're still kind of friends, but now they're annoyed with each other? Like you know, like real friends do. Like Jimmy, when one of your friends has a slight disagreement with you, do you ever just like take your bong and just hit them in the back of the head? <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, all the time, bro. Every time That's how you do things, every yeah. time. So you so no, you now cur- you currently have zero friends. 
Zero <laughs> friends, man. I'm friendless. No, no, but look, you're right. And I, you know what's so funny about it, why I'm laughing? Because I could picture it, right? Like, it's funny. I mean, picture that. It's like, yeah, um, can you guys just, you know, can you just have Bobby, like, tag along with you guys and, like, literally tag? He's the, the only one of us that's healthy. Like, right, And we right. have a trios they, tournament coming up. I think you guys could win it. Easy. <laughs> and then they turn around and be like, uh, nah, not really. I mean, we're waiting for Kenny. And, uh, you know, it's like, this. Oh, I don't know, Bobby's like, he's a bit, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And <laughs> Bobby's like, a bit what? What? Say it. <laughs> like real Fishy. life. They should make it. Fuck it. That's a good fuck. It. That's, that's what you call compelling storytelling right there. Right. They now, should the go people that, that fucking... Yeah, the people that hate AEW are going to be like, this is stupid. But it's not any, it's not any more stupid than this. The, this didn't get people excited or anything. No one's going to care. It's it. Right. So dial it down a notch. Instead of trying to make everything seem like the craziest thing ever, can you just dial it back? And if you dial yeah. everything back a bit, then when you actually do a turn that means something, people will be like, wow, because they haven't seen it every single week. If you well, turn yeah, somebody exactly like right. almost every week, if you're every not turning week, somebody, bro. they're bleeding. <laughs> it's just yeah. one of the two. Somebody's <laughs> turning on somebody or they're bleeding all over the place. That's you know, a there's... Call. You're right, because two weeks in a row, we've got someone turning on somebody, right? Mind you, there was blood bonus, so extra kudos to AEW. Mm -hmm. They eventually added blood and a turn on the same show there, mm -hmm. see? But this yeah. week, they had no blood because I guess Moxley wasn't in the mood to wrestle just a right? promo as he was cutting the promo, promo i just i thought like <laughs> it was just gonna start streaming down his yeah. face just from doing the promo he was but, cutting he was cutting yeah. the promo literally on his head <laughs> yeah cut right, but fucking <laughs> but you know damn well next week we're gonna get blood and guts 10 once mm -hmm. again next week because yeah. moxley and you know what man i'm gonna say it straight up i think moxley can't sell for shit bro can't he won't he oh, literally he won't exactly but a lot of people think look man i think he's a great talent this don't get me wrong but really when you break it down man now i understand why he really hated wwe because i bet you they're trying to tell him to fucking work properly right but he fucking refuses to right or he thinks in his mind that he he is working bullshit john bullshit you're not bro straight up and since he's been in aw and doing his gcw fucking backyard bullshit as well He's just unhinged, literally, pun intended, unhinged more so than ever with his fucking non-existent selling. It's weird. It's it like weird. it's like you it's like he has to hear all this stuff coming at him and the fact that he goes and makes it true. You know, like if sometimes when people get called out on things, they become more self-aware about like right. what they're doing like i'm not gonna See? make the i, I don't want to give credence to what those people are saying but in fact so you actually it. yeah you're just gonna do it more than ever like i'll show you i'll bleed on i'll bleed in every single match <laughs> oh uh, man I, yeah just that, whatever that is but, sad bro so yeah so anyway long story short um i didn't care about this turn sorry it's just yeah, turn number 487 since aw started so i'm not that into it and, and the fucking weird thing is, I should have cared, but I didn't. But that, have no fear, though. We get Butterfly Page coming Jeez. to the rescue. <laughs> Can I just say something, Adam, if you ever listen to us, right? First of all, bro, don't ever fuck. If you're going to be a cowboy, man, <laughs> don't 
Don't wear fucking butterfly jeans, bro, with cowboy boots. <laughs> the look on your face, Ben, is priceless right now. Don't even do that again, Explain bro. to the people, because you say butterfly jeans. People that are listening to this and not didn't watch the show might think that you have some sort of Australian slang for, like, a style or cut of, of, well. of jeans. But, in fact, can you tell them what, what exactly... What exactly a butterfly uh, jeans you're talking about here? Well, since you bring that up, and uh, I see what you did there, Vet. I like it. It's a good one. You got me. But yeah, I'll say it. Fuck it. Don't wear puffy jeans, all right? You want to talk about Aussie slang? <laughs> Don't ever wear puffy jeans again, Adam, all right? First of all, for anyone that didn't watch it, basically, he's wearing your normal jeans, right? Normal fucking jeans with pictures <laughs> of butterflies. I'm not kidding when I say that. <laughs> this has to be a rib. This has to be a rib. It's not. Because what did I just say about John Moxley has to hear uh, these people saying uh, this shit about him? And Adam, uh, there's no way that some soft millennial like Adam Page <laughs> does not hear people talking about his clothes and the stupid shit he wears. You can't tell me he didn't do this on purpose. Like, oh, like I'll find the stupidest looking thing I could possibly wear, you just to so? just to, or 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 he lost a bet or something, or maybe this is part of being the elite, which I didn't watch <laughs> and I don't get the joke. But he straight up just like you said, he wore normal jeans with little sparkly butterflies on the jeans. Oh, that sounds absurd. Like it like sounds a, ridiculous, but it's true. This would be something that a 12-year-old girl would be like, I don't know, that's a little too kiddy for me. Yeah, and poofy, just quietly. <laughs> yeah. Well, a girl I'm wouldn't sorry. say it, but... <laughs> Jeez. I'm, I'm sorry I have to say it, man. I don't want to say it's nothing against anything, you know? But that, if you're going to call yourself cowboy, I'm sorry. Just, yeah. I don't know, maybe I'm hoping that you're right, and I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, yeah? That he just did that to shove it up everyone's ass even though it's doing the opposite right but something tells me he didn't do it because of that something tells me he likes butterflies bro that's all i'm gonna say Come something in. tells me he carefully selected this pair of jeans oh that's not a good thing man no wonder why he's going down the toilet real fast man because if you're going to present yourself like that you don't deserve to be champion ever again unless you're playing some sort of other gimmick fine I'm not telling him how to dress. That's each of their own. But if you're supposed to be some badass cowboy shit, you don't fucking dress like that. I'm sorry. But yeah. who, what do I know? What do I know, man? What the fuck do I know? Maybe I'm getting too old, Vet. I don't, I don't know, man. No, I don't know if this is an age thing. I think this is pretty much just a don't wear butterflies thing. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's, that's the, that's the story. Just, just don't do that. Don't do that, please. Anyway, let's move on from fucking more ridiculousness to more ridiculousness and um <laughs> we get a john moxley once again cutting a promo he says he doesn't care who wins the number one contenders match between jericho and wheeler yuda and when he says he doesn't care it's not a non-answer he doesn't care when the bell rings that's true you've already showed us john that you don't care about selling so we get you anyway he goes he has no respect for his opponent once again totally no respect ever and he's trying to hurt his opponent and paint the canvas with, guess what, vet? Blood. With blood and teeth, bro. Mm. 
Mm. And he won't stop until somebody goes to the hospital. <laughs> even if, even it's, if him. it's him. Even if it's him. Every day, no days off. That's why he's the best. Bullshit, John, again. You don't do house shows, so you have plenty of days off. Just saying. And, yeah, and leave, and leave make... Fred Rosser alone, okay? Yeah. He, he's got his own gimmick. You have your own stupid gimmicks. You have like three gimmicks. Leave Fred Rosser out of this. Oh, Let him have no days say? off. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No days off. Fred, Fred Rosser's already... Butterfly. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say like he's he's calling he's calling uh, Adam Page for fashion tips. Okay, so just anyway, let's continue. And as BCC is gonna make the Heart Dungeon look like a daycare. Whoa, both men know him and know they got to be prepared next week. And this is not a game. This is just a no sell. I just added that just quietly. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> Anyway, uh, not much to report here. Are you looking forward to a still no. beat up Chris Jericho versus no. fucking John Bleeding Moxley? Absolutely not. It's going to be awful. You know what's funny? I know I don't want to keep sort of going off track because I know you know I know you're tired, dude, and shit like that. I'm trying to get through this shit, but I want to bring up. I was arguing with two fucking um, AEW Mark Tards on Twitter, right? Why would you do that? Because and <laughs> believe me, I've stopped that. I've actually stopped. <laughs> I except for this one never time. again <laughs> except for this time really blew my mind right they're trying to okay. tell me that blood and guts and fucking uh what was the other fucking stupid gimmick after that the barbed wire everywhere match barbed whatever wire, the fuck everywhere. they're trying to explain say to me bro that that was more, those two matches were more memorable than what brock Lesnar did with the tractor on SummerSlam. right I, really and then trying to tell me that that match sucked. I said, for a match that was total garbage, and I'm talking about the, the SummerSlam match, for a garbage match, that was the funnest garbage match I've ever seen in many ways, right? But they're trying to tell me, because, you know, WWE are going to be playing that fucking thing over and over and over again. You're never going to forget it. It was right. a moment in mm -hmm. the, you know, the annals of fucking WWE history, right? You that should just, that should, when we turn on SmackDown, that should already be in the package at the, the intro, uh, it, the it, intro part. It probably will be. While Ric Flair's saying, surprised. woo, they should show Brock Lesnar <laughs> flipping the ring up with the tractor, right? <laughs> but that's my point. Whereas, I didn't give, I never gave a shit about blood and guts. I didn't give a shit about fucking uh, barbed wire everywhere match, right? I've forgotten all about it already. And they're trying to tell me that's more memorable than fucking that that moment alone which i've never seen done ever i've seen the ring bust but i've never seen someone drive a freaking tractor lift it up mangleize the ring while roman reigns falling out it was such a good shot dude it was it was funny man but it was yeah. great it was a great sort of camera and let's be honest it was a moment in wwe history just like stone cold with the fucking um what's it called the 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 beer truck you know what I mean? Or the Zamboni. And you know what I mean? Just like those times we all remember that because they show us over and over again. They're going to do the same thing with this. And we, I don't give a shit about anything that happened on Blood and Guts or fucking barbed wire everything. Well, here, well for, first of all, let me give you a piece of advice. If you're ever on the internet Please. arguing with uh, Marx, just remember that uh, if you're arguing about which fake company had the better fake match, then you already lost. You both lost. All right, that's number one. Wow, number true. two. That's true. Number two. I'm a sad, I'm a sad cunt for that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take number, the blame. I'll put my hand up. More importantly, here's why. Here's why mm. the. Here's what I will always remember about uh, barbed wire everywhere and blood and guts. I will always Please. remember about blood and guts how Eddie Kingston said that all he wanted to do was get Chris Jericho to tap out 
and then uh, oh, yeah. Cesaro Cesaro got uh, what's his name to tap out instead. And Eddie and Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Kingston was just so sad that Chris Jericho didn't tap out, even though they were both up on top of the cage and Chris Jericho was stuck and couldn't go anywhere. But instead of continuing to hurt Chris Jericho, which is all that he said he wanted to do, he just sat there while Chris Jericho laid like five inches from him and he completely didn't touch Chris Jericho. I guess he forgot all about the hatred he had for Chris Jericho in that moment. All of them so, did, bro. Yeah, so they could have just continued to kick him and beat him and then maybe even throw him off the cage, but they didn't. They just sat there and, you know. Nothing happened to Memorable Chris Jericho, stuff. who they claimed that he wanted to kill, <laughs> but he he just gave up. The hit is bro. He's a hit up. Yeah. yeah. Remember? Um, Remember so that, that was yeah, that was very yeah, that was very memorable. Um and then the other thing about Barbed Wire Everywhere that was memorable was after the match it was over when they fucked up that spot so bad and Sammy Guevara just ended up hitting Chris Jericho in the face even though nobody was like you know just, i didn't see that actually oh I, my I mean, god i probably did see it but it oh my god it was now. so good yeah. they did one of those spots where like sammy's like chris is trying to hold sammy or something like that and eddie moves out of the way but he moves but but sammy doesn't follow through and then he doesn't know what to do so he just stands there and then he just hits chris jericho even though nobody's and in his had a way bunch or, of quails once again oh you know what I mean? yeah anyway it was very memorable for me so I don't know if I'll remember it more than the tractor, but pretty memorable. I mean, let's be honest, and you're right. First of all, I'm a fucking idiot for even arguing about that. Like, how silly is it? And that's why I don't even want to get to that level. But sometimes when I read shit online, it drives me bananas, bro. Where it's like, how the fuck do you truly believe? Especially that we get blood and guts and barbed wire practically well, every week. That's why it's pointless to argue, because you don't know that they truly believe that. They could just be saying it. Because oh, they're know, they're fish they're fishing for people to comment on their stuff. Uh, no one yeah, maybe maybe they don't know, they don't believe no one believes anything. You know it's just yeah, anyway. It's not a real fuck place. that shit. Just like Australia, Twitter's not a real place. I'm not real. What you hear is just some bot putting on a so-called Australian accent. Okay, mm-hmm. just just saying. Can anyway. we get Donald Stevens to shut this this bot <laughs> down? I'll just do the show myself. <laughs> yeah, go for it. At this point. I mean, shit. Hey, I can put, since I'm a bot, I can even put on an American accent. I can put on a Canadian accent, <laughs> a British accent. I can do any accent, bro. Come on. Anyway, we come back from the commercials. We get footage of Christian Cage being interviewed from earlier today. He says Jungle Boy was raised by terrible people. And the proof is that he brought his personal life into it, which he would never do. As Jack Perry drives up and tries to attack him, but security manages to hold him back. First of all, he drove in like a maniac, and I'm talking about Jack Perry, right? Which is kind of all shocked because he's driving pretty fast. Second of all, I assume he was watching Dynamite live, even though they weren't live yet. This was like earlier in the day before the show actually started. So how did he know what Christian was saying anyway? I guess he just saw Christian and just said, you know what, I'm going to get my car real quick. (laughs) So he saw him from like, say, two miles away. Yeah, po- like, nah, fuck possibly. This guy. Possibly. <laughs> see how dumb. See that that type of shit sort of takes me out of. I'm, I know most people probably don't even realize it. I can understand maybe if it was live, right? Say it was during the live show, I would have said, okay. I assume maybe Jungle Boy was watching Dynamite on his phone, right? So he saw. What but he again, said. this was before Dynamite, right? But they that's said right. earlier that's what, today. That's what I'm saying. So that so what would he have been watching? Feed? What feed was he watching? Right. So how did he? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Why am I even thinking about it? Yeah, don't think about that. <laughs> because to me, sometimes shit like that can really take me out of the 
the whole thing. But anyway, it's little nitpicking anyway. Sometimes I like shit to be a bit more realistic than not. Anyway, let's move on to the next matchup between T, uh, Team DMD in Dr. Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter versus Thunderstorm in Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. I didn't mind this match. I actually didn't mind it. Started off a bit meh. But it, was it wouldn't right. be because of the attractiveness level of the ladies in the ring, would it? No, no. It was actually a lot better than I thought. Hey, they're all hot. No, absolutely. But I did feel like um, Britt Baker, she seemed a little bit off. <laughs> I don't know if she's on her rags or whatever the fuck. But she, she looked upset most of the time. But she, then she got into the match. And I think she did quite well in the end. But what I don't understand about these four feuding, they're feuding for what? The eventual, the eventual AEW Women's Tag Team Championship. That's what I'm thinking, right? I mean, hey, you know what? They don't even know it's coming, but they're already getting their feuds ready. They are. So now we're getting tandem teams, bro. Yeah. To the point where we got. Sorry, continue on. Oh, I just, I just wanted to say, no. The real answer to your question is, it's just a way to feature these four women that we know they all have a problem with each other individually or collectively. Right, like lazy booking though, dude. It's been yeah. happening for way too long as well, man. I mean, it it is, but you got a good match out of it, according to you. So, oh yeah, I mean, it was. I liked yeah, it. What's I, a big I, deal? I, I did. I didn't think I was gonna like it, but you know what? It was not bad for what it was. Doesn't mean it was great. It was all right. It was just a good TV match, shall I say? Right. Mm-hmm. But I just don't understand. I'm starting to see, you know, some girls forming. You know what I mean? And it feels like. Are we going to an AEW Women's Tag Championship? I mean, shit, we've already got two women's titles, don't we? Even mm-hmm. at the TBS Championship, don't be surprised if that becomes a male championship in the future. And maybe they swap it around. Because they don't actually call the TBS Championship the Women's TBS Championship. They just call it the TBS Championship. Oh. Do you think there's something to that? No, I, th- I think it's just the TNT for the men's and the TBS for the women. Okay, so explosions on one and... Uh... I don't know mm-hmm. what TBS is. There's no such thing. Other hose. than Turner Broadcasting. Remember the logo looks like hose? The way they write oh, yes. the TBS. Oh, yes. The hose championship. Hose You're championship. right. Or let's At bring this that point, back. Yeah. Bring the, they, they fixed it, didn't they? That's why I never noticed it again. Mm. Yeah. They really did. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. But, no. Too too many championships. But we are going to get a women's tag team championship. But, I mean. I mean. Yeah, whatever, man. I, I can't. As much as I, as much as I'm annoyed and disappointed by a lot of things, I, I can't beat them up on every single thing. Just to, now, we're now we're complaining about these women existing right now. Like, no, let's no, just... no, no. Look, I'm nitpicking. I'm, I'm yeah. being honest. I'm nitpicking, right? It's total, total nitpicking. Yeah, at least, at least they stuff. do. At least, at least the women in this match do have an issue. Like Thunder Rosa has been fighting Britt Baker since she got there. Tony Storm's been having problems with Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter and everything since she got there. They two finally teamed up and this is like the first time they've had like a proper match against each other, I think. Was it? I Maybe think. you're right. It feels like they've wrestled more than once. Yeah, it they, feels they, like that but mostly right. what it would be is like somebody would be backstage and then the other two would walk up and interrupt them and then that was it. Like it was, that yeah. happened like 50 times but not that many matches. Maybe just different Maybe variations right. in the, the participants but you know, just having a team-up match, like, why now? I don't know, but they did it. My question is, how does Jamie Hayter have that much of her ass exposed, but, like, you don't see that, like, you know, the the, 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 
the bottom, like the part you grab, like it, it's not really there. But it's it's there, but it's not there. Are like the hose that she's wearing underneath, like the <laughs> pantyhose, are they like the tights? Are they like yeah. holding it up so like it doesn't form the the buttock shape? Okay. Like I actually might know the answer to this because uh, here, like this is gonna sound stupid, but anyway. Back in the day, back in high school, whatever, when girls used to, like, um, do cheerleading or whatever the fuck, mm -hmm. right? Some sort of fucking female participation of something, right? Mm -hmm. They would wear, you know, like, you know, wrestlers got tights, right? Yeah. But, uh, you know, the females, they would wear, like, like, underwear over underwear type of shit, right? Yeah. It's hard to explain. They used to call it bum huggers. Bum huggers? Right? So apparently okay. it holds your ass... So that's different. Is that different than pantyhose? Um, or is that just I, what you yeah, call pantyhose? Well, spandex too. There's spandex as well, okay. so it makes kind of sense. I don't know what the real term is. It's just that's what they used to call it. The girls would call it. Actually, D, do you remember bum huggers? Yeah, yeah. yeah, but it was not just that though. It was like, yeah. Yeah, but what? What was it? Was there a, a reason for them? Basically. It'd hold your ass up, right? Sort of thing. Impl like, okay, that's what I was explaining, right? So that's that's what it could be, actually, vet. Okay. Well, I don't like because it. Because you don't like <laughs> it? Well, well, yeah. Well, if you're going to have that much skin exposed, I expect it to be a certain shape. Don't make it weird. Well, to, don't make it weird, to, hater. Yeah, hater. But to be fair, also, if you notice, you can't tell while watching, right? You have to sort of be there in person to notice. But they kind of wear, like... I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a um, like tights, but they're like skin tights yeah. sort of thing. Like they all wear them. You know I mean? yeah, yeah, they I, all I, wear them. But I do notice, like but, bare, but, but not. well, but what I'm saying is like, for example, Brit wears those too uh, yeah. under her under her gear, but she's still like her cheek still hangs out. You know what I mean? True. That's somehow true. haters figured design. out a way to like pull it up so yeah. tight that it just won't. Form the correct shape. Look, I'm just wondering. All right, it's no, it's we don't have to and make you talk it a whole about thing. me nitpicking for, for crying out loud. I know we're good, right? I'm talking about hey, important things. I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about a woman's butt. That's very important. <laughs> but you know what I do like about this episode? Actually, we do break it down. We break down absolutely anything, folks. That's right. Even for fucking. You're not going to get this conversation on literally any other podcast. <laughs> no so way. that's what makes it unique and beautiful, like but, a yeah, snowflake. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely but the fact that we can sit here and talk about it for a good 10 minutes is fucking brilliant to me but anyway team dnd end up winning by pinfall with a short arm lariat from jamie hater on tony storm and for people that don't know there's a long history between tony storm and jamie hater that stems back to the to england on the english independent scene so long-term storytelling once again then vet it's crazy how these children could have such long history whether their combined age is like 29 right exactly <laughs> well, especially hater she's young dude so i was surprised she, yeah. about that too but it's true for whatever right. reason anyway we get a video package for tay conti and sammy guevara's relationship thankfully interrupted quickly thankfully true. god that's where we're at i guess how am i supposed to explain this to my cats seriously <laughs> anyway they're not on the show this week because they're getting married eddie kingston then interrupts it thank god but i just want to point out you know how they were in france right supposedly well they were you know how old that footage was dude that was like done like five weeks ago so i'm surprised they were even showing it now 
Yeah. Well, didn't they make it seem like they had made like a special edited video or something about it? Oh, I don't fucking know. But are they really getting married? Like for real? Like already? Like if that's true, wouldn't surprise well, me anyway. Uh, Ty better be careful because we saw what happened to the last person. <laughs> he traded up as soon as ago. he as soon as some a better model came along. So what a prick! Yeah. Seriously, what a prick! He proposed to her on Dynamite, bro, live. Let, let's be honest. Can, can we be honest though, Jimmy? Like when you saw his What's girlfriend, that? you were like, "Yeah, oh, you're right." <laughs> oh no, I wasn't like she's that. she's like, she's punching above her weight class here. She was punching way above, <laughs> way above her fucking weight. Yeah, I was shocked. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I was like, "Damn, is he there?" Pam, yeah. sorry, Pam. Just yeah, quietly. Not, not to you know, no offense <laughs> to Pam, really. Like we're, we're poor total Pam. freaks tonight. Poor yeah. Pam. Yeah. Poor Pam. Anyways. Um, we get fucking everyone's favorite fucking air raider in Eddie Kingston interrupting Matt about it and tell Sammy congratulations. Nobody cares what people care about is Eddie getting his receipt and the contract he signed for All Out. So when he's done with his romance, check the mail and sign the contract. Vet, can you explain what the fuck is this, bro? Since when is there beef now with Kingston? And Guevara, whatever. Why? Because he goes and saves Jericho all the time? This is getting yes. ridiculous, bro. I'm sick of this. Yes. That's the reason. Sammy Guevara stuck his nose in Eddie's business too many times, and now he's got to pay. Fucking it's lazy. actually Once one of again. the few things that makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense, but it's lazy again, bro. I feel like it's so lazy. Since when does Kingston wait for Sammy to sign a contract? If I was Sammy now... I'd be like, I'm not signing it. I'm busy. Well, you know what I mean? I well, don't want to sign shit. <laughs> well, then maybe you know there'll I mean? be consequences and repercussions. Maybe uh, maybe Tony will suspend him and without pay. Well, and then he won't be able to really? afford a honeymoon or whatever. I don't know. I'm doing the Scott Hall right there. I mean, come on, bro. Didn't he already get suspended for, for saying he was going to rape Session Banks? Remember that? <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I'm saying Just this saying. is more serious. This is a contract thing oh. now. It's legal. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it yeah. is more serious. Who am I? This isn't, a, this isn't a 2016 podcast. This is a legal binding <laughs> contract here. We're talking about and Eddie already signed it. So come on, well, come on, Sammy. Let's go. Jimmy cracked corn, and really, I don't care. I mean, straight up, like I really don't. Neither does Eddie it. Kingston. <laughs> Neither does Eddie Kingston. And did you notice Eddie Kingston had an earpiece? Did he? He did, and he threw it right off, right at the start of the promo. Because he didn't want to hear that shit anymore. Okay. I don't know why I spotted it, but I did. Oh, tap, weird. tap for me. Weird, indeed. Anyway, from more fucking ridiculousness to even more ridiculousness, as Taz informs us at Team Taz, <laughs> he's officially over and done with, and he wishes Hobbs, Starks, and Hook all the best. First of all, wasn't this done fucking six months ago, really? I Second mean, of all, why don't you just go with your uh, son? Right. Like, why do you have to kick him out of it? And what makes can't, it can't Team Taz stupid? just be the two Taz people now? That's it. And we call it Team Sinatra, whatever the fuck his last name is. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> you know Sounds what I mean? Right. It's something like that. I think it is, right? So, mm -hmm. I mean, why not? But, yeah, look, you know what's dumb even? So now suddenly he's going to wish his own son good luck. Yeah, You're on your own, kid. I'll never Good see luck. you again, son. Yeah. Goodbye. Fucking... Goodbye forever. Yeah, again, I'm nitpicking, but uh, shit like this really irks me, man. It just, I don't know, man. But tonight, 
there was a lot of that shit. Anyway, we moved from that to a squash match between RJ in Ren Jones versus Powerhouse Will Hobbs. There's not much to pretty much say other than this was a dead set squash vet. Wow, I wonder if uh, somebody's going to come out after this match is over. Oh, well, you know what? <laughs> Be careful what you ask for because you will might get it because we get post-match absolute Ricky Starks running down and attacks Hobbs as we get Miro, a Miro promo, where he calls Malachi Black a pagan and insinuates that he's evil <laughs> and will reveal himself eventually as we go to the break. That's television, folks. AEW. Good stuff. Did you know he's evil? Look out, did Triple you know H. <laughs> Look out, Triple H. I mean, did you realize that House of Black were like devil worshippers? No, I no idea. Until this Miro is weird. told me. Yeah. It's so crazy. I thought they were like, I, you know, good boy Christian guys, man. Yeah. And or and maybe they had like a skin condition. They didn't want to be out <laughs> in the sun too much, right? Like <laughs> Well, technically, if you want to go through storyline back long term storytelling here, actually, Vet. It goes way back to WWE, as a matter of fact, where that plague on his face was actually starting. Oh. I'll give him credit. Yeah. Started oh. from all the way there. And that's when he said, Jesus for all, Jesus for all. So, uh, yeah. I don't know what Miro is talking about. I didn't see no devil, bro. Well, when I saw this, I said Jesus, but for a different reason. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> How's that? Well, speaking of Jesus, we get even more Christian boys, which is kind of true. Back from commercial, we get a Darby Allen promo where he takes credit. <laughs> I'm just saying, isn't Sting a good boy Christian? I'm just saying. Anyway. And didn't, yeah, exactly. didn't Darby Allen get stung by bees when he was having he premarital sex? He got stung. Sex? Stung, stung. Stung, stung <laughs> Allen, bro. But anyway, he, take, he takes the credit for Brody King getting hired by AEW. Really, bro? Really? And now yes. he's going to shut the lid on his coffin next week. So, let me get this straight. Um, he insinuated that he tattooed something on his arm of his hand, right? Vet? Mm -hmm. Or is that going to be mysteriously rubbed off and we're going to get the men in black treatment and pretend we never saw that? Yeah. Could you look right here? Straight ahead, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you... I mean, fuck. Yeah. What are the chances that we never see this, this palm tattoo again? I don't know what you're talking about, bro. Me neither. <laughs> what palm tattoo? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus but how often do you reasons. really get to look at a guy's palm in, in a wrestling <laughs> ring, yeah? <laughs> There's something new every day, actually, Vet. <laughs> it's something new. It's called fucking new shit, bro. But anyway, speaking of That's new shit, shit, what's... Pal. it's Exactly. New shit is good shit, pal. But speaking of what's old is new again, we get Jim Ross making his entrance to join the commentary team. Um, is this a rib? Why are they even bothering now? So after hour number one, so this is Nitro essentially. Remember when Nitro used to have Bischoff, Steve Mongo McMichael and Shivani in the first hour? Mm -hmm. And then we'd move on to to Mike Tanay in the second hour with Shivani and, and sometimes uh, um, Larry Zabisco, the living Zabisco. legend. Right. Is that what's happening? Is this what's going on? Because I don't know. Yes, yeah, it's, it's just like that, except they only add JR. That's it. I mean, shit. I mean, I don't know. I mean, just either have him on the whole show or just keep him on Rampage. We don't really need to have, you know, the good old Oklahoma pop every time, man. But it is what it is. Oh, just let him have it. Come on. Well, I love JR, bro. I still love JR. But I'd, I'd rather him be on the show as a whole than just bringing him in halfway through. But that's just me. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's getting old, though, man. I won't lie. Uh, speaking of old, though, we do have a Christian Cage versus Matt Hardy match coming up next. Oh, fuck. And boy... 
did Matt Hardy look fucked up? Yeah. Well, he has Seriously. a good sense to wear a shirt now. So. Hallelujah for that. Even he though saw, he, he saw Ric Flair's last match and he was like, oh, <laughs> I better wear a shirt too. Oh, shit. And purple, no less. Yeah. Purple, no less. Uh, I'm not going to lie, Jimmy. I barely paid attention to this match. Because as soon as I saw who was coming out, I'm like, I ain't watching this. What year is this? What, what is this? Two th- it's like, is this 1999? What is this? You could have thought it was 99, but it was 2022 as Christian wins by Pinfall with the kill switch. Or the Unprettier. I'll still call it the Unprettier, personally, but that's yeah. just me. Anyway, post-match, Cage slides a couple of chairs in the ring, but Luchasaurus, I mean Kane, or I don't know, makes his entrance. It was a distraction because Jungle Boy wearing a shirt that says, Christian is a pussy, which I won't lie, for a second it almost looked like, you know, Christianity is a You know what I'm saying? And I bet you that's why they fucking blurred it or whatever the fuck they weren't showing it. Slides in from behind with a chair, but Christian manages to run away as Red Death Daniel Garcia's interview backstage. <laughs> Are you pumped for Jungle Boy, bro? Let me say something here. Whatever they're trying Please. to do with um, this whole thing where they're making it personal and they're talking about dead fathers and, and ex-wives so and just shit like this. Like, if the, people are, if the people are eating this up, okay. But for me, I'm the minute... The, the minute uh, <laughs> the minute you have this kid come out and you have the announcer start saying, it's Jungle Boy. Like, when you say the name Jungle Boy, that's the end of this. Like, y- you can't call him Jungle Boy anymore. This, it yeah. doesn't, forget <laughs> this Jurassic Express. Forget it. If the dinosaur wants to still be a dinosaur, he's on his own. Jungle Boy has to be Jack Perry now or whatever you want to call him. But it can't be Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy isn't even a good gimmick. This is like something that people in the 1930s would make up for a comic book that they didn't expect anybody to buy. In 2022. Yeah. What what is this? Just stop it. So as soon as as soon as you're Excalibur yelling Jungle Boy, it's just I'm sorry, the angle's dead. It's dead. It doesn't matter what you say or how real you get. As soon as the announcers call you Jungle Boy, this shit is dead in the water. And it's not even Shark Week. And it's not even Shark Week. Fucking hell, it's true, bro. But that's okay because we get, what is it, Quake in the Lake next week? Oh, yeah, Quake by the Lake, yeah. Very exciting. Maybe there'll be a shark in there. Maybe there will be. Is Is this lake in a jungle? Or is it just in a regular city? (laughs) Well, it's in Minnesota, as a matter of fact. So we got some lakes over there, there, bro. No jungles. No jungles, but lakes. Definitely, we got lakes over there. A few lakes. Maybe five. A few. Pretty big ones, too. Mm -hmm. Just saying. So, yeah, it's Quake or Quack or whatever the fuck by the lake. I mean, what are we going to get next week? Fucking, I don't know, penis in your fucking pants? Fucking. (laughs) I mean, seriously, what the fuck? All these gimmick fucking shit is starting to drive me nuts, too, bro. Why can't we get. Like, remember how we had Rock Bottom back in the day, right? Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if we just got a pay-per-view of OC all over the fucking place and call it Orange? Orange? Why not? Yeah. AEW Why not? Orange. Or should we say... <laughs> I could say something else, but I won't. <laughs> Probably, well, you, know, you can't rhyme anything with Orange, so you won't get a cool Quake by the Lake deal, but... Um, true. You know. Okay, how about fucking uh, Melter by the... I don't know, Melter by the Schmelter. <laughs> Would that work? <laughs> Perhaps we could have we could have um, 
Meltzer with the seltzer match, like a seltzer okay. bottle on a pole, or like it'd be like the mimosa, the mimosa mayhem, but they have like the, the seltzer and and tonic water and stuff, like any of the drink mixers okay. things. Why not? It's a party every fucking week in AEW, that's for sure. But this, um, kid, this kid's called fucking Jungle Boy, Jimmy. Jungle, Jungle Boy, Boy, it is. What, what, they want you to. They just... want you to. They want you to take this shit seriously about his dead dad, and they're calling him Jungle Boy. Yeah, and 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 we're supposed to think that Jungle Boy is fucking tough by wearing a fucking Christian is a pussy. Yep. And when he has a match, it's, sure. he's gonna yeah. wear a loincloth. Go again. So beautiful, all for it. Well, speaking of weird, we come back from commercial. We get a video package of Pax exploits defending the AEW All Atlantic Championship. Really, this is just done and dead already. Like Pack is done. All Atlantic Championship is done. At this point, the FTW Championship has more fucking credit than this shit, but it is what it is. Anyway, we move on to All Ego Ethan Page, who has a live mic. He asked why he isn't on TV every week. Didn't he ask this last week? I don't know, but anyway, he did. <laughs> yeah, so what's he complaining about? Right. He's on TV two weeks in the fucking row. It doesn't make sense. Anyway, You're on TV right now. Exa- exactly. Why he doesn't have an action figure also why he isn't on the side of the production trucks and says he deserves better as Stokely Hathaway makes his entrance while he's torn and slides in the ring. Ethan keeps ranting about how nobody buys his shirts and finally Hathaway gets his attention and gives him his card. This is dumb. Again, I'm nitpicking, but if you're going to complain about not being on TV every week, but you've been on TV for the last two weeks complaining that you're not on fucking TV, what the fuck, bro? Yeah, um, this is one of those things. I don't think it is a nitpick. I think you're uh, you're on to something because because here's the thing: all the questions that he's asking, right? Like, why am I not on TV? Why don't I have an action figure? All this stuff. Like, the answer is this promo right here that I'm listening to. You're just a fucking guy yelling at me. Nobody wants to see that shit. Nobody wants to hear that shit, especially when what you're yelling doesn't even make sense. Is as it doesn't. We pointed out you're comp- you're using your TV time now. Again, I know this is what he's supposed to do, so I'm not I'm not acting like he's supposed to I go know, into business for himself. Right. But what of I'm course. saying is, for the creative process, you need to be thinking like if you go out here and say this, you look like a fucking moron. Because if you if your TV time is precious, why would you spend your time complaining how you're not getting it when you clearly have it? This is the same thing as Adam Cole talking about how good of friends he has and then beating them up. It what the two things that we're seeing and hearing are contradicting each other. So and that's what annoys me, dude, the most. Contradiction is the worst thing, dude. I, I can just look. I know some people are on opposite sides of the fence about Ethan Page. Some people think he's great. Other people don't really think he's that great. For me, if he left the wrestling business today, I guarantee you nobody would eventually give a shit. Maybe right. his family, a couple of his friends, but but like fans, the, what can you ever say about Ethan Page that you've ever loved? Look, I will say this, right? First of what all, he's known for the most is doing some video where he had a match with himself. That's yeah, his, his most known for thing. In impact. Yeah, and that and that was the shits. So not a good look. You're lucky to have a job now. And even though I know that 
it's not your fault that you're out here saying what you're saying. You have to say, you have to be saying what I'm saying. You have to say when somebody exactly. gives you this. Yeah. If, if somebody's giving you this and saying, say this, you got to ask the question, why would I say this? And if you exactly. are coming up with this shit on your own, then you're answering your own question. You don't deserve to Get be on TV out. because <laughs> yeah. this promo right here, you're just yelling at me. Okay. This ain't the eighties. This ain't Crockett promotions. You don't have to just <laughs> yell at the camera. You know, and and try yeah. to be what you think a wrestler was, um, and it wasn't coke. It was also, it wasn't the fucking coked out cowboys from back in the eighties. Also, just quietly remember those yeah, like like Black Bart. Promos? Remember when Black yeah. Bart would come on yes, and he just be like yes. <laughs> just yell like at the camera. Nobody knew what he was saying, and he was yelling the whole time. He had no range of emotion. It was just yell at the top of your lungs for thirty five seconds. Coked and out then, promos, bro. And that was mm-hmm. the times, man. Come on, man. That's what it comes across as. But, uh, yeah, and, and also I want to point out, why are they trying to give him a mouthpiece when, let's be honest, you, like you said, you might not be the biggest fan of his and whatnot, and neither was I. He, but he has grown on me slightly because I do think he's a good talker on the mic. I really do, right? In the ring, he's good enough. It's not that great, but he's good enough. He can get by, right? But when it comes to talking, he doesn't need a fucking someone to talk for him. So I don't understand why he's had fucking Lambert just before. Now, now it seems like Stokely Hathaway is going to take over. Why? Um, well, first of all, Jimmy, I want to make the point that, um, you know, what else grows slightly is mold. <laughs> so take that yes, for what it's worth. It's true. Um, something else too, but I won't go there. Yes. <laughs> the other, the other thing is, um, I don't know if it's that they, they don't think they need, he needs it. But they're just trying to get people paydays here. You know, they're just well, trying to get Dan Lambert something to do. Uh, or and, and Dan Lambert came in without him, and then they just put... He came in with no mixed reason. martial artists and then just got put with two wrestlers. And mm-hmm. then no mixed martial artists to be seen. Um, it's never made sense. And just having Stokely Hathaway added to this thing, I don't know if that helps or hurts it, but I'm just... I think it hurts it. I don't care about Ethan Page whatsoever. Yeah, neither do I at this point. Other than he, I thought he was sort of on the come up, and but I guess I was wrong because like I said, yeah. Then he yelled talk, at man. you, and then you changed your mind. And then I was like, "Sorry, what did I do to you, bro? <laughs> yeah. like, damn, you're on TV. Geez. Damn, yeah, fuck. So. But you're right. He needs to be. If he didn't think of that, then dude, get the fuck out of the business. You know what I mean? Because it's pretty obvious. If I can fucking point that shit out. How can you not point it out? Either that or he's a pussy. You know what I mean? He's too scared to speak yeah. up. Maybe I mean, just Jungle Boy needs to get a new shirt. <laughs> yeah. Ethan is a pussy. Yeah. But um, anyway, there's fuck that. I mean, this is just dumb, like, like we are saying. But speaking of dumb, we get dumber as Angelo Parker, Daddy Magic, Matt Maynard, and Anna Jay interviewed backstage. Maynard says he makes his nipples hard. Okay. That Chris Jericho is going to win the world title the second time. Tony, Tony then questions that, and Parker berates him for not believing and says that Jess just keeps getting better. And then we get Jay saying she's the sexiest and toughest. I do agree on the sexiest part, but not definitely not the toughest. And she'll choke Tony Giovanni out. She'll choke the camera guy out, and she'll choke some crew guy out too. And actually, you know what? She does actually choke out some sort of crew guy. I mean, am I supposed to be frightened by this? Am I supposed to be like, damn, this bitch can go. What am I supposed to get out of this? Watch yourself, Jimmy. She might Look, come sorry. over and choke you. Sorry, my bad, my bad. 
Anyway, yes, Which, my bad. <laughs> again, she has an open invitation for that, so I'll say whatever the hell I want to about her. She ah, shouldn't be cutting promos. Shouldn't be cutting Ooh. promos. It was bad enough last time. Um, this was only the only you. reason. I'll choke you. <laughs> yeah, the I'll only reason me. this was better is because it was shorter. <laughs> and she said, and less. it was probably edited too. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yep. when I when I saw her promo when she came out with the JAS that time, and I was and I said this is fucking terrible. Um, I thought, eh, am I being too harsh? I mean, it is no, terrible, but should I? But should I have just? Should I have just let it go? And then I was listening to Jim Cornette, and he's like, "Who let her talk?" Uh, <laughs> it's like, who okay, let her well, talk? I guess, yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess, <laughs> I guess, fuck? I had a point. Yeah. God damn. Yeah, nah. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, come on. Seriously, not just that. I'm confused still. What, when, and how, and why? Did she leave the Dark Order? Um, cause, uh, cause Ty left and she followed her friend. The Ty was never part of Dark Order in the first place. No, but Ty, Ty was with Sammy and Ty's with the JAS. So instead of, she picked oh. her friend over her other group of loser friends that have other friends that have butterfly genes. I forgot about that, damn it. <laughs> Like as soon as yes. as soon as Butterfly she was probably cheese. thinking about it really hard. Like I imagine Anna J was sitting there thinking, like, I don't know, what do I do? I mean, the Dark Order's always been here for me, but Ty's my best friend and I can't and then she watched Adam Page walk by in his clothes and was like I'm Okay, in. I guess I should go with uh, the <laughs> JAS. I think he made She's my going. decision for me. Yeah, even that's not that's that's not tough enough for me, Anna no, J A no, S. She went, she went scoot scoot. Right on yeah. out of there, bro. She probably she considered gone. choking out Adam Page for wearing those jeans, but... I'm not going to lie. I would have. If I was her, I'd be like, I'll choke you, and I'll choke you for wearing butterfly jeans. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. seriously, fucking hell, man. This episode's weird, bro. Anyway, let's go from even more weird to even... It gets better, Vet. Because it? next, we get the gun club in Austin and Colton Gun with oh, Daddy yeah. Gun, that is. Versus the acclaimed in Anthony Bowens and Max Caster in a fucking dumpster match. This whole show can go into the dumpster at this point. But, um, yeah. The second dumpster think? match in 24 years. Second. Oh, sorry. That's right. That was uh, Terry Funk and uh, Mick Foley. Oh, sorry. Uh, Chainsaw Charlie. All we needed was a chainsaw, bro. And it did mm -hmm. involve Daddy Gun, funny enough, ironically. In that That's first true. ever dumpster match. Was it his idea funny. or is it just because he's there? They were like, hey, you know who was in a dumpster match? This fucking guy. Do you think they, they didn't acknowledge that though, did they? They never actually mentioned I, that he was in the first ever. Yeah, I don't. They might have, but I don't think so. I don't know. And it's funny. Until maybe the chat said can that, help us out with that. Do, do you remember yeah, if they acknowledge this? Yeah. I always, I always go to the chat for anything. I don't know. Well, I'm pretty sure they didn't though, bro. I'm pretty sure they didn't, but... uh whatever <laughs> it is what it is anyway um this match sucked uh the acclaimed win by closing the ass boys into the dumpster i assume that the ass boys there must have been a trap door or some shit like you know when they put him in the dumpster they must have escaped under the fucking stage because i don't know, I don't know. well th that would have looked yeah well technically see there goes the magic i just broke the fucking fourth wall again but i uh, will yeah, for, for this case we'll pretend they were in the fucking dumpster <laughs> 
and he and they would have been fucked up. Now I expect not to see these ass clowns for a good two months at least. Let's be honest, right? <laughs> How are they going to survive that two foot drop if they had been in there? <laughs> well, like whatever, when you, like, it pretty when, bad. you when you like. When you have a dumpster match, was there any doubt that there was someone's going to get pushed off the stage? Like, why would you even have this if they weren't going to do that, right? right? And then when when the when they pushed the dumpster off the stage and it flipped over and the boxes with packing peanuts fell out for a second, oh, yeah, I thought, funny. yeah, a box fell out as the the dumpster flipped a hundred percent. The box fell out, and I thought it was one of the gun boys because the dumpster so fell on top of the box. I was oh, like, oh, my God, so they killed him. That's where That's JR could have said, bro. they killed him. They killed him. But You're right. No, it was just a, a moment, box. That did look, that's what I mean by it looked bad. Those boxes put that shit over more so than the gun fucking boys did. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, I legitly felt the same way. I was like, shit, is that one of the guns? Like, And then the way it kind of fell on the box, too, that would have fucking broken an arm at least, bro. For real, right. man. You know what right. I mean? That could have been really bad. But like I said, I assume... Yeah. Instead, <laughs> it was just regular bad. Yeah, it was just regular bad. That's it. It was regular bad. The box fucking died for for, <laughs> for whatever reason. It, had, it didn't do nothing wrong, but still, the box ends up losing. Speaking yeah. of boxes, where, where's Kip Sabian when you when you need him? Anyway. He was in that, he was in that clip that uh, <laughs> they showed with the, the All-Atlantic Championship in PAC. And they still He's don't following pack that, around. Like a stalker, weirdo, bro. And also, yeah. they don't even acknowledge that it is Kip Sabian. But it is. It actually well, is. Well, they did this time. Did they? Yeah, they actually okay, said it I, this time. I didn't actually pay attention, but... Well, that's good. Why now time. of all times? I have no idea, but... Yeah. And just quietly, we also had... A, the the acclaim actually zip-tied the dumpster shut. But mm. really, it was <laughs> they didn't really do a good job. Um, we also get Madison Rain debuting on Rampage this fr- Friday, Vet. And also, just quietly, I didn't even recognize that She didn't even look like Madison Rain. Is that an imposter? She almost looked like a human being instead of like some <laughs> kind of a an ape or whatever. Well, yeah. Weird. Wasn't she like part of fucking the beautiful people at one stage? Like. A baboon. Oh, that's harsh. She you, don't, what, you don't think so? <laughs> well, now, she kind of looks like a baboon. But back then, <laughs> back then she was kind of hot. You know what I mean? Yeah. But she looks like a different person. That's not Madison Rain. I've never. She looks different. Yeah. Bro. Who is this? And who is, is Josh this? Matthews coming with her? Like why? I well, that's a good question. Maybe, maybe he's such a boring commentator. Though, let's be honest. He's the worst of all time. The worst. The worst of all time. Easily, man. I was glad that we got rid of him at the time. But anyway, who cares about either one of them? But. Then again, actually, I'll, I'll take that back. Madison Rain's a great worker. They need someone like her, well, I think. No, well, wait, hold on a minute. Let me yeah, rephrase hold on. that. Yeah, you hold on a minute. Do I have to leave this show? <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and, and listen to Good this. Good worker, when you compare her to fucking most of this roster, dude, think about it. Really? I mean, come on, bro. I don't know. The only ones I'd that aren't better. Watch. I know, she's old too, Almost bro. anyone. Even well, if they almost are almost a superhero, yes. Wow, yes. damn. She's that's... she's fifty times the Madison <laughs> Rain. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. Well, she's old. She's about in her forties by this point. I don't know why she's even going to be a thing, but I thought she was just working in the back. But whatever. I think she's much better than most of that roster, other than about five of them. 
But um, we also get a package for Claudio Costagnoli defending his Ring of Honor World Championship against Takeshka on Rampage. Yeah, cool. Good match. This sure. guy's still here. Will he just go he back is. to Japan already? Well, do you blame him? Go back him? to wrestling to dolls to and kids. That, well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Can I ask, actually, before we get to the main event, since we're at the end of the show, or just about, uh, were you ever a Kenny Mark? No. Okay, so you're you're probably like more like Cornette in the way you think about Kenny, right? I don't hate him the way Cornette hates him. Right. But I don't... And, and he seems like a nice guy, but... You know, I get a lot of the stuff that, like, he just does way too much. I like that he has a creative outlook on he it. He has. He does have a creative outlet on it. Thank you for actually saying that because no one wants to point that out. But that's not always a good thing. It doesn't work in his favor sometimes. Well, you're also saying, sorry, continue. I think he's, I, th I think he, you know, there needs to be, so, like, the attitude towards wrestling you know what I mean? I think that's what the the whole idea of changing the world and stuff, and just the enormous amount of ego it takes to say some dumb shit like that. Um, and who are you to be the one to do it? You know what I mean? Like, what I see from him does not match up what my philosophy of wrestling should be. So of course I'm never going to see eye to eye with him on that. Um, but. More to the point, I just see him do every fucking thing in the world in every match, and he just doesn't need to do that. I will always look at him as... I just I take umbrage with people saying things like he's the best in the world. I just have a serious well, problem with that. To be fair, right, I think for a, you know, for a sweet, short moment, him and the Bucks and Cody, fuck it, I'll throw Cody, were changing the landscape of professional wrestling on one side. I mean, let's be honest. Those guys brought the independent scene even much more popular for a short second, right? Mm -hmm. Once they all went to AW and weren't really working any more indies, I feel like the indie independent scene's even gone down downhill too. Everyone suffered because of them. So in a small sense, they did change the world in a small sense, right? But I think they have exaggerated it a little bit. But at one point, I did feel like Kenny Omega at one point, especially... The, in his uh, last year, more so, you know, his last two years in New Japan, I thought he was the best at that time, dude. Heck, even Austin did, even fucking JR did. You know what I mean? At that moment, well, but they get you know. they get caught up in it. But they, come on, there's first of all, there's no way any anybody could think that Kenny Omega is actually the best in the world if unless they're not watching everybody. I, I say this all the time. I say this, well, not all the time, but anytime I get a chance, and this is a chance because it actually comes up like in the discussion. When I heard of Kenny Omega the first time, it was there was some guy in Japan that was doing Street Fighter moves and matches. Right. Same like here. I saw clips. I, I, I saw like clips of guys. I saw a clip of a guy doing like the fireball thing in a match or whatever. The second time I, I saw Kenny Omega or heard of him, it was like some guy is doing the the Street Fighter Zangief final atomic buster on a blow-up doll. And I was <laughs> like, I didn't even know it was the same guy that did the fireballs. It, maybe I pieced Dang it together. Grief. I was like, yeah. Maybe, maybe I pieced like it together. I piece it together like, oh, this is the guy that's the Street Fighter mark that does the, the stupid wrestling shit. 
That's what I knew him from. The third time I hear about him, people are talking about some, you know, Omega Okada Tokyo Dome main event match, <laughs> right? And I'm like, the blow up doll guy, the Street Fighter guy, main event what? Because I wasn't watching New Japan at that time. So my right. point is, people were calling Kenny Omega the best in the world. He wouldn't even be on the map being talked about if it wasn't for Okada. He would be the blow-up doll wrestler if it wasn't for Okada. The only reason anybody even knew in the United States, because people in the United States didn't even know about those those Street Fighter things like I did, the, the average person never even heard his name until Okada got him over in matches. Even if you go back and look at his shit in New Japan before, when he's like coming out with a broom and shit, or when he was in the juniors division, with the that's this, where he started to sort of yeah, high, but that, that that's like that's like saying calling him the best in the world would be like saying you know Ryusuke Taguchi's the best in the world, Oof. like hey, well he's a legend though, he is a legend, but best in the world, no, no, well, obviously o- not. Okada is the best in the world, hands down. He was then. He is today. Until he dies, he'll be the best wrestler alive. Period. Wow, that and he <laughs> made and he made Kenny Omega. Let's not make any bones about that. Kenny Omega was a jerk off mid carter before he got put in this position and made to look good. I agree with you. And you know what? I know too much about Kenny Omega to the point where look, not if anyone knows me, I'm a big Kenny Mark. I'm not gonna lie, right? And not oh, because of his blow up doll shit. Yeah, right. Not because of his blow-up shit, right? I knew all that crap as well. And not because he was a Hadugant and Zangief. Well, and and, and just, just real quickly, I don't hold that stuff from his past against him. That's not part of what that's not part of what has my opinion of him today. Because when I was watching him in New Japan, I was liking what he was doing in the main event picture. Absolutely but right. just you know, but but I'm just saying, like to to call him the best in the world is ridiculous. But continue. Um, yeah, like, all that shit is not what got me into him, right? Not even his DDT shit. Like, I, I knew who he was, and then once I saw him as the cleaner, I first got into him when he was in the junior division, right? I was starting to see there's something about him, but he slow morph into him becoming the leader and going into the heavyweight division of New Japan. Like, he, he was changing, like, you know what I mean? And that's when I thought, fuck, there is something to this guy. And then, then the hype started with him as well. And, uh, yeah, you're right. Okada did fucking make him, and no doubt about it. Heck, he'll tell you that himself. But I will say, Kenny matches, I always looked forward to him. It doesn't matter if he oversells, undersells. For whatever reason, for me, his matches were always exciting to watch, no matter who he was in the ring with. He just knew how to put on a decent match, you know? And he always tries too hard. Which I think is also another issue because his goal is to always put on the best match of the night. He also knows that he probably does a lot too much. And people expect him to do the same Kenny shit that he was doing right before his injuries are kidding themselves because he said it himself. He's one injury away from calling it quits. He's done. He can't handle the, the pressure and the hype of everybody expecting him to be the same Kenny moving forward. Well, whose fault is that? That's himself. That's what. That's yeah. why you can't be the best in the world because the best in the world would never do that. I the mean, best shit, in the world would never be the kind of person that thinks he needs to do a tope out the ring and hit his legs on the guardrail every fucking time. You would think that after hitting your legs on the guardrail one time, you would stop. 
But instead, you just keep doing it. Like, I can't call somebody like that the best in the world. He's just not. He's not smart. You're right. You're you know right. what I mean? And and now he's like 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 I heard what you're saying from that Twitch inter- that Twitch thing he was, you know, yeah, he was yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about. That's what he was you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Right. And 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 like I said, you know, it's like you brought this upon yourself. No one asked you to do all those things. They wouldn't have never expected those things of you if you didn't do them. Right, or have a, you know, and but when you're when you're out there pulling 16-minute matches with fucking Alan Angels who's not even in the company yes. anymore, that annoys me. You wasted time. your, you wasted yours, his, and everybody else's time. You're not the best in the world. <laughs> Sorry, and you're just not. You know what else is fucked up? When I say I know too much about Kenny Omega, oh, look, I'll tell you a quick story, and then we'll move to the main event and we'll finish it. But um, I know a, a person that I've become friends with over the years. Actually, do you remember a show on the YouTube called the Wrestling Roundtable? That sounds so generic. I couldn't tell you. It was pretty but it was a great show, put it that way. You even have, like, Masai Dal appear on it. Numerous, like, Delirious, numerous, um, even uh, Al Generico, funny enough, made, you know, appearances mm. on there. But basically, this guy was the former ring announcer and producer for Ring of Honor. And also, do you remember the fucking, uh, the Wrestling Road, st- was it Road Stories? Wrestling Road Stories with uh, Brian Danielson and Cole Cabana? I never listened to it or watched it or whatever, but... It's a great documentary. You should look into that. But anyway, it's a movie? he produced that. It's a doc. It was great, man. It was actually a good insight. This obviously before Danielson signed with uh, uh, WWE, but um, yeah, it was good though, man. Anyway, the point is, this guy was the guy that uh, that produced it and directed it and whatnot, recorded it, and former ring announcer and former announcer in Ring of Honor. His name is Eric Santa Maria. I don't know if you've ever heard of him before. Maybe. Well, anyway, he hates Kenny Omega's guts, right? And, that, and it as a person, from, like, like personally? as a person, yeah, because he knows okay. him personally, right? So fucking, it goes back, you know, like Cornette when he was in Ring of Honor. Remember how he faked his foot injury? It looked yeah, fucking yeah, stupid. Yeah. And you know, he was he was wrestling in Japan the next night, anyway, right? And that's why Corny fucking hates his guts, really, right? Mm-hmm. It's gotten too personal for him. But anyway, whatever the case. So this guy doesn't like him either because he just thinks he's a dick, right? And now he knows how much of a fucking fanboy I was for Kenny, right? So the motherfucker would always try to put me off, right? And he nearly succeeded because there was some videos he showed me. You, uh, I don't know, bro. That's all I'm going to say. Well, I found out about <laughs> that stuff later. Oh, you know, so you know I, what I'm talking about? Some, some of it, yeah. I mean, I don't know the depths I, of it. I, but. I saw that shit while he was the hottest thing in New Japan, bro. Okay, right. like at the time. And if you're looking for this shit, you won't find it. You got to know what you're looking for, bro. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I've forgotten. I think my significant other knows. Anyway, it doesn't show me in good light. It's very weird. All right, that's all I'm saying. Heck, I even saw Seth Rollins' stuff, questionable stuff, too. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that shit at all, but I haven't seen you, it. But again, I, Tyler Black, Tyler yeah. Back, he should be called. Just saying. Yeah. Well, very questionable, very questionable. And the people love this guy. If you want to destroy Kenny for what he does with Blob Dolls, at least this guy wasn't rubbing his ass on other opponents. Just saying. Or was Just he? saying. Or was he? <laughs> well, see, you know what I'm talking about. With that clip, there's a different story, all right? That, that, yeah, yeah, that yeah sure. T- whatever. We get it. You're yeah, a Kenny no, no. fan. That clip, we, you're we, right. Fine. I know. But anyway, he kept showing me different videos. And I'm like, fuck you. Stop it. Right? Because I don't want to see this shit. You're really fucking... And it's scarred in my head. And I keep saying to myself, 
no, no, I'll pretend I never saw that. I never saw that. But damn it, I saw it and it will never fucking, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. It will never come out of my head. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> what was the point of the story again, Jimmy? I don't know. But I don't know. I forgot because that just scarred me to the point I forgot the point. Well, I've never so, seen any. I've never seen any of that stuff. All I've seen is what he's shown me and the major companies that he's worked for, and it wasn't good enough for me. So, right. Well, anyway, like I said, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I think it's time for him, though. If, if there's a time for him to go to WB, even though he's worth, he's nowhere near as worth what it could have been a few years ago when he signed with AEW, when everyone wanted a piece of him. No pun intended. I think. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, but. He's actually been sticking up for like a lot of people will will do the comparison between him and Roman Reigns. You shouldn't even do that, right? And people will, will be like, "Oh, he will outwork Roman any day." But you know what he said? He comes out and said, "Actually, no." Right? He actually was going against the grain. He's like, "Roman is a fucking great worker, right?" And that doesn't mean fucking I'm better than him because I think he's better than me. Like, you know what I mean? He's where he is because of not just, you know, you can say like because of his name but it's not that he really is a star right sure he doesn't fucking wrestle like kenny does obviously but when it comes to knowing what you're doing i think fucking roman is head and shoulders above fucking kenny and kenny will tell you that himself you know what i mean so it is what it is one guy is a mainstream star one isn't you know what i mean yeah. what well, makes you That's wonder why why that is if he can recognize that then what is he not doing in his own career because that's the thing. Know, what, is a, what a worker would mean is you could throw Kenny in a match with anybody. and he could. Well, you, you throw him in a match. Right. You can't throw Kenny in a match with people. You need to give Kenny all day to write out a match and plan it. You think and so? And memorize it. I don't it. know that because I don't know him personally. So I don't know he if can't, that's how he, he can't, does his shit. He can't work. Most people can't. Most people would shit their pants if you told them they had to go 30, 45 with no planning. You know, really? there's some people that's all they could. That that's that's the only way they know how to do it. But those those oh, people are dying out. That's like a dying breed of people. Well, but, there are ones that that call it in the ring, and there's ones that do what you just said by full planning every spot like before the match. Which for me, I think would intrigue me. Like if I was if someone was doing that to me, I think that would be more intimidating than calling it in the ring for me. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm just assuming. You got to remember it all. And then you right, got to do exactly. it all. That's, and you're going to do it whether it makes sense or not, whether the people are buying it or not. So and that's the thing, man. It will take you out of the match too, thinking like what I'm going to do next. You know what I'm saying? So that's just me though. Yeah. Well, anyway, he's not back yet. So enough about him. Well, I think he will be due. I think he's coming back within the next month. Excuse me, in my opinion, but who knows? We'll see. Anyway, uh, we move on to the main event as we get Chris Jericho versus wheeler yuda anyway and the winner i think uh so what happens here if yuda wins he takes his spot against moxley is that mm -hmm. is that what's going on that's right cool. it becomes yuda versus moxley at quake by the lake oh <laughs> wow if that doesn't fucking scream main event i don't know what will man i'm already yeah, printing exactly. up the posters and <laughs> can we say fuck instead of quake by the lake can it be quack by the lake just saying that doesn't rhyme no rhyming oh come on it, but it makes sense i'm sure there's ducks at the lake well they're gonna have the ring and it's gonna be by the lake and everybody's gonna get in there and it'll be a big rumble and it's gonna cause a quake that's 
all the wrestlers and all the action will cause a quake at the so, lake. so what you're saying is we're gonna get fucking um that explosion match between uh, moxley and kenny was it where where kingston was on top of him waiting for the explosion to save his friend and nothing happens is that what we're gonna get yep that's cool. what we're gonna get looking forward to it actually it's gonna work this fact, time though, though. it will <laughs> uh, apparently it will but you know what's funny there has been a wrestling event done on a lake before like it was floating in the lake too <laughs> no bullshit this yeah. many many years ago it wasn't a big company or anything but it has been done so tk if you don't have a fucking ring in the middle of the lake sorry bro it ain't shit i no like when uh, nitro beach. would go to that one yeah spot uh, club la vida yeah i like that brilliant and every motherfucker would get thrown into the fucking pool i love mm -hmm. that man that was great it was different you know, remember when sting came from the helicopter down mm -hmm. that was cool too man absolutely yeah, and heck when it was called bash at the beach they were actually at the fucking beach you yeah know what i mean except for a few years but you know still, yeah they were at, but the at least beach. they put a they stuck a surfboard out there and a fake palm tree you know they did you know unlike uh kenny i was gonna say unlike tk i mean he calls it what was it what's the beach blast whatever the fuck they call it right in winter bro in ohio no less come on bro Wow. Tell me, explain that to me. That's not called Atlantic everything. But anyway, who cares? Um, anyway, Jerk ends up winning by submission with a Lion Tamer saving his title match at Quake by the lake. Post-match, we get Jericho refuses to break the hold and John Moxley makes the save. I don't know if we want to call it a save. He wasn't even running, for Christ's sake. He was just sort of power walking. Anyway, Chris, <laughs> we got to toughen the kid up. Yeah, exactly. Tough love, right? Anyway, Chris ends up running away with Mike in hand. He calls Mox out and says, He just unleashed a demon! And open Pandora's box. Next week, he wants the last savior of Stu Hart's dungeon. He wants the Lionheart. Well, then he's got it. But he's going to stretch the shit out of John and walk out the new AEW Le Champion. Once again, you can guarantee it. And that was it. Thank fucking God. Corny. Corny as corny can be. Well... Tell me your final thoughts on fucking Dynamite. And did, was it going boom, boom, as it does every week? <sighs> Not really. <laughs> it was more like the actual explosion at the end of that exploding ring. That's what it match. is. That's what it always is, bro. It's like a just puff. Anticlimactic. <laughs> puff. Just. Yeah, just poof. nothing. <laughs> Not, yeah, just a poof. Not like uh, <laughs> Adam Page. But. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but worse somehow. I Best did not show in on fucking on television. Very yeah, number crazy. one, number one. Uh, show some I, respect. I'm not. I'm <laughs> not a. It it wasn't. Um, it wasn't the worst show I ever watched. Uh, it's up there. No, it's no, not it's great. Not, it wasn't. It's not that. It's not great. Wasn't as it's bad as the other week. But there's just so much stuff that doesn't make sense or just not that interesting but but what do i know like i'm not interested in a lot of this stuff but what about a regular fan like are they loving a lot of this stuff are they 50 50 really? are they 60 40 like like is there stuff that they don't care about um that i also don't care about uh like is it the same i don't know i don't know what a regular person thinks anymore my brain does not process this in the same way as a casual viewer so right I don't really know if this even I don't I wouldn't even know if they did do a good show. I just know that there's certain people I want <laughs> to see. Don't worry. 
I, there's certain people that uh, I want to see and I didn't get to see them all. You know what I mean? Um, that's really what right. I look at. When I watch a wrestling show, I know that the show's not going to be good. Like, we're, we're beyond thinking that wrestling shows are going to be good wow. anymore, at least in my mind. So what oh, I look at is... Sense. You know, sanitized by this shit now. Like that's it. that that much, but I also really believe it. Like the amount of entertainment that I've consumed in my life tells me that wrestling is one of the lowest forms of it, and it cannot be counted on for proper entertainment anymore. What you're looking for from wrestling that you got when you used to be a kid, you probably should watch something like marvel movies or anime to get that feeling because you're not going to get it from pro wrestling anymore pro wrestling is basically dead for those things like for that nostalgic feeling that we got of seeing larger than life characters and superhero like characters now we like, got smaller stuff. than life characters yeah yeah we've got <laughs> we've got sammy guevara on uh, honeymoon in paris and the fucking ethan page screaming at us like for no about how he's not on tv um, but he's on TV, bro. Yeah. What? What? What did we want? What do we want out of wrestling again? Exactly. I'm not sure. So I think people are looking in the wrong place for that kind of entertainment, and they keep going back to wrestling, and they keep constantly getting disappointed. I'm not disappointed because I already know it's going to be bad. So what I look at is I take the individuals that I like, and I just try to enjoy them on each show. Like if I watch, if I watch, um. You know, AEW, I'm like, okay, is Hook going to be on? Is, um, who else do I like in AEW? Uh, Dan Housen? Uh, Dan Housen, somewhat. Um, <laughs> is Tony Storm going to be on? I like her. Is, uh, um, God, I, I, there are, I know there's more people that I like that I'm not thinking of right now. But you sure? Are you really sure about that, David? I am, but, but that's the thing. A lot of them are gone. Yeah for 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 actual reasons or they're gone for no reason like i like anytime cm punk would come out i would stop and watch what he's doing right not because i love cm punk but i find the concept of him in a wrestling company in this day and age interesting compared to he's when he was in his prime right so i'm always like well how's he going to approach this or you know what's he going to say or whatever and i've liked some of it i'm not like others of it but i always pay attention so there's certain people like that when I watch WWE, there's people I want to see. I want I, whenever whenever Big Time Bex is on, I stop what I stop and watch. Um, oh, Keith Lee's another one. AEW. If he's on, I will stop and watch. Like there's certain people I look at. Um, in WWE, it's like you know, like I said, Becky, Oscar, um, Ricochet, uh, you know, Gunther, you know, Walter. Like anytime Walter's on, I'm stopping and watching. Like there's certain people that I gotta I gotta pay attention. So I think that's basically how wrestling has to be watched these days. We can't look at the whole show and say, was it a good show or was it not a good show? We just got to look at our favorite wrestlers and like, did I get to see them today? Because they're usually not going to disappoint you, right? Um, well, I think... Usually. Usually, right. No, you're right. I, actually, I mean, if you I like, if you like good wrestlers, they're going to do their best to make chicken salad and lemonade out of the chicken shit and lemons that they get handed, right? So... That's what Becky, even though she's had shit creative, she's been working really hard to try to make it entertaining. I'm not saying she hits a home run every sure. time, but she's definitely not getting any help from the team. So oh, no, you're right. I so mean, I like think of David Bowie when I see her. Right. 
So, or Elton John, or any other <laughs> number of crazy Lady Gaga, any anybody that's ever dressed weird, that's what Becky's doing. So she's trying. Yeah, um, she's trying, but you're right. Yeah. So that that's what that's what I'm saying. So that's how I look at it. It's like a la carte, piecemeal. I just look at certain individual talents. I disregard the company. I disregard the TV show. I say, okay, so and so, what did they do this week? Okay, I'm watching that. After that, I don't, you know, I, I don't put any more judgment on it. Other than if I have to come on these shows and discuss it, you know, like in a, in a podcast right. format, then I have to talk about it. But if I, I'm just saying, like, if I was going to watch Dynamite anyway, so if I didn't have to talk about it with you, I was just going to be like, okay, well, I got to see Tony Storm and I got to see, you know, basically nobody else I like on this show. So whether they were injured or whether they've been gone, meh, I got nothing out of it. Um, but I, I, I highly suggest that wrestling fans who are disgruntled or disenfranchised with how the business has been going, you know, look elsewhere. <laughs> wrestling may not True. be the answer anymore. And believe me, dude, like I, I sometimes think to myself, how the fuck am I still watching this shit? Like I've been a fan since I was three years old, bro. Like it's, I'm 40 this year and I'm still fucking watching this shit. Like when I really think about it, it's like, wow. Right. But, uh, it's like a blood disease it's like it's like a blood disease you were diagnosed at three years old and you've been trying to live with it ever since honestly though like i i've always thought about how weird like because i think it's interesting to even do a study on it and i know a lot of people have tried because even they don't like this you know there's actual professors out there and teachers and whatnot that don't understand why there's all these people that sort of like and care so much about some sort of bullshit show that television show which is practically bullshit but if people are so invested in it you know what i mean it's just weird it does blow my mind though really but you know what a lot of parts there's more than just what you see on television when it comes to professional wrestling obviously but not everyone it's a very small minority that are interested in the backstage stuff and all that you know what i mean but that part is also very interesting too you know so it's weird bro because the real hardcore fan base can be really obsessive, you know what I mean? To a sickness level in many ways, you know what I mean? I wouldn't call myself that type of fucking fan, but I am a hardcore fan, obviously, because otherwise, why the fuck am I still watching it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I might as well talk about it, right? But yeah, it's just it's an interesting sort of sport or entertainment, fucking whatever you want to call it. It's interesting, man, because it's very tribal in some ways too, man. Imagine trying to explain it to somebody that doesn't even know you what can't. it is. Because everybody knows what Man, it is, but imagine I'll, if somebody did They just look at me like you're a fucking idiot. So there's no point of me... Ch- it's like saying... Well, you know, even even you, expo- even if, like... I'm saying, like, if an alien came to Earth and you had you to explain the mind. concept... I was going to say that to you. Yeah, like, That's how exactly could you tell them? Saying. So they'd be like, so wait, so they fight? Like, no, no, you're well, like, I mean... Bro. Well, well, they don't really fight. Like, they, they wow. pretend to fight. What do you mean wow. they pretend to fight? Like, they just go through the motions? Well, no, they really do the things. Dude. What wow. were you? What are you going to say? How could you explain this to anybody without... And have it make sense? It's one of the weirdest things that exists on planet Earth Weirdest, right bro. The weirdest thing. It's so true. And, bro, sorry for, like, getting sort of overexcited then. But you saying that is exactly where I was going. I was going to say the exact same thing, man. And then you said it. And I'm like, what the fuck? You just said exactly what I was thinking. But it's true, man. You're spot on. It is weird. It's hard to explain. It's like trying to explain aliens. 
where do you start? You know what I mean? It's 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 trippy, man. But but at the same time, it's when it's great, when it's done properly, and it's rare. <laughs> but when it is, it's the most beautiful thing, man, for me. You know what I'm saying? It's the best thing on on television. Nothing can beat it when it's done properly. Like I mean, right. perfectly. Which, and that is what's called New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, but other but other people tell us that we're fucking idiots and we like no selling and we don't know what selling is and blah blah blah. I hate that argument too, bro. Do any of those people watch it? No, they don't. No, they don't. They've and never seen it thing. in their life. So why are you trying to argue with someone that actually does watch that? And you know what? They admit it too, man. They'll yeah. be like, because you test them out. Okay, so you watch it, right? So you know blah 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 and all no. this shit. And then they don't have a fucking clue. And then here they are trying to tell you that you're the fucking idiot. For being into fucking Japanese wrestling. I'm sick of that argument, bro. Yeah. It drives me nuts. I watch everything you watch. You don't watch what I watch. There you go. You know because I mean? we've got different fucking eyeballs, right? At the end of the yeah. day, true? We're going to have yeah. different opinions on shit. And that's how it should be at the end of the day. We shouldn't have to think at the least, exact same fucking way. But at least if you're going to call yourself the opinion haver, you at least better watch the things you have an opinion better. about. Don't be just better. say... Don't just say something about it and you don't know. You know, you got to know it. And obviously you're not that person. So fuck it. You know what I'm saying? It's it's so weird, Jimmy, because people, you know, people that tell me that they they like what I say and they respect my opinions. But then when I say, well, I think what you're looking for is New Japan. They're like, no. (laughs) Like, wait, you just said, well, you don't you don't believe me now? All of a sudden? No. And to think that it was actually the cool thing to be into New Japan. Remember a few years back? Let's go back about, say, eight years ago, six to eight years ago, right? If you were into New Japan there, you were like part of the cool crowd, but it was very small crowd. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right? And then, you know, once other people, I think AEW has a lot to do with this, to be honest, that has made New Japan look like whatever to the fucking Mark Tuds that love fucking. AEW even because a lot of them be like they think they know AEW I mean uh, New Japan but really they don't they just started knowing it because of AEW right and now New Japan unfortunately has been sort of labeled AEW so if you're into fucking AEW or if you're into New Japan then you're an AEW marked hard as well right so that means you don't know shit right and that's unfortunate because I like I like the sports presentation of New Japan what people gotta understand pro wrestling doesn't need to be the same all round that's what I don't understand why people even bother arguing this shit. It's a different fucking style, man. Deal with it. That's it. You either like it or you don't. Sweet. No need to fucking tell me I don't know shit because I'm into that. And you're not. Sorry, bro. You know what I mean? Look, fuck. I love professional wrestling, man. That's what I'm into. If it's good, awesome. If it's not, fuck. What do you do? You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, it is what it is. And fuck, there's no point of me going on a tirade. So you know what, Vet? Tell them where they can find you, bro. Well, uh, when I'm not uh, graciously being invited to join the Pro Wrestling Coalition here, uh, I am currently available to find on Hameen Media Group on all of the channel attitude shows such as the Next Level Wrestler Review with Big Ray Hernandez, the Impact Attack with uh, Brandon and Colin. Um, You may catch me subbing in for RBV on Light the Fuse with Ben Hameen. You may catch me on the smack attack sometimes filling in for either a James McIver or John Enright, or, you know, maybe I just am a third wheel. Um, and you're forgetting another one on channel attitude, bro. 
I didn't forget it. I was saving the best for last. You may even see a super surprise guest appearance on such a show as Rampage Uncaged. It was always my dream to be on Rampage Uncaged, and now I fulfilled my dream. Because I because I I try to listen to it whenever I can, um, and to be a part of it with the two masterminds is just an absolute pleasure. So. You know, I'm all over channel attitude. I'm not so sure it shouldn't wow. be the VMG at this point. Um, but then that would just be more work for me. So I'll let Ben Hameen have it. He can have his name on the door. I'll just be happy to... Uh, to uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just a guy I look at. I look at myself as the sixth man. I come off the bench and uh, I win games. So that being said, you can find me there at opinion haver on all the social media platforms and anything that's not just necessarily social media like if you're a playstation gamer or whatever that's my gamer tag it's definitely um uh my twitch channel name or youtube channel name even though i don't do much on youtube but that's where it is um yeah type in opinion haver into google and see what comes up and a lot of it's probably me any any uh imposters um you know will be easily uh sifted through and you'll be able to tell you that's not the bit so don't worry about that um i think that's everywhere you can find me uh unless i'm forgetting something right. i don't think i am i don't think you are because you're not on facebook so are you on instagram actually i am Do you i'll give you one that? guess as to what my handle is i wonder uh is it uh haver the opinion nope not quite, didn't, didn't <laughs> quite opinion haver obviously I oh yes you, right? obviously yes there you go <laughs> smart smart mm -hmm. fucking marketing right there i mean i wish i did the same thing on all of my social media but i haven't unfortunately but anyway i think that's about it with you right i mean there's nowhere else we can find you well if they can't find me with that then i guess i can't be found or they're not trying hard enough <laughs> that's it <laughs> excuse me well for me if you want to follow me you can on twitter at the pwc network and also at dj mass effects please like and subscribe right here at the pwc network.podbean.com also channelattitude.com i mean media group and the pw hustle networks where you can also find the skirmish right there and the blowoffpod.com which jago and i also do for hmg and on channel attitude actually on the bonus show so if you look on the bonus shows on channelattitude.com you also see me reviewing most pay-per-views for channelattitude.com battle of the bouts previously and also the blow-off and also speaking of I forgot to mention Battle of the Bouts this week. No, you I mentioned can't believe it. it. I did. You mentioned but it. it. Really... You said you said you didn't find out about it until this episode I of the show. I really didn't, but I have now. So I guess we'll review that. I don't know who I'm reviewing it with, and I'm sure the show is going to suck because every single Battle of the Bouts really suck. But here at ChannelFuckingAttitude.com and the PwC Network, we got you covered via Hamid Media Group. That is. Anyway, vet, let's fucking take it home. I'm Jimmy T. He's the opinion haver, the vet, and you've been listening and watching the PwC Wednesday Night Skirmish right here on the PwC Network and the PW Hustle Networks. Peace.
friendly to say the very least. But nonetheless, it is a dumpster match. And they are unbelievably uh, insane. And physical at the point. Jim, physical for sure. We're seeing Austin. Oh, just oh, oh my God, Dingles. Oh, that's a rough landing right there. Bad news. Anthony Bowens talked off the top of the dumpster. It's like Austin gone. Some idiot knows saying, oh, they know how to fall. Oh, yeah. Well, I can tell you this. This don't mean a hoop. Trust me, I've landed on many metal objects. I knew how to fall for years. It still hurt like hell. And for as wild as this episode of Dynamite has been, we still have our main event, Chris Jericho versus Wheeler Yuta. With Jericho shot at John Moxley in the AEW Inner World Championship on the line. Can't wait for that for sure. Jericho and Yuta made a fan, and now look at Kasner. Kasner firing up, showing some of his uh, second generation DNA athletically. Or I could say athletic DNA. Caster now effectively in a handicap match. Anthony Bowens has not stirred. Oh. He's being thrown off the dumpster at ringside. Yeah, no, you're right. Caster trying to get out of dodge here, but the guns are in control. Bad intentions on their minds here. Run to the left of our announced possession. Oh, oh, mighty. That's wow. a human being spine splatting on the steel. Yeah, you can hear that impact. It was ugly. But Bowens now up to the top of the ramp, trying to take out both members of Gun Club, and oh my God, a cold 45 on the top of the ramp. Man, that sounded bad. It looked bad. It hurts. You know it's bad. It even slowed down Colton. Look at this. Also saying, let's go to the top and do some top of something here to do an elbow. I don't think the Gun Club are going to be satisfied with just winning this match. They want to incapacitate. They want to permanently injure the acclaimed. Well, it's very physical, as we all pointed out here, these type of matches. You don't see them much for a reason. Yeah. I can name two or three reasons right now. They're dangerous. Yeah, very. And you're surrounded by all these damn inanimate objects that don't care about your well-being. Careful, JR. These guys are right to your left a little bit. Be Austin, careful there. Austin Gunn trying to get his balance. Up on the, the top of the entrance tunnel. And no, Bowens just cracked Colton Gunn with the, the garbage can. Yeah, Austin's up there directing traffic. Oh, wait a second. Oh, oh, it's Caster back there. Caster from behind. Opportunistic. He's got a look of eager anticipation on his face. And, oh, no. Holden's gonna go flying, baby. Austin, gun set for a ride. To the dumpster, but, but no less. I thought he was going through the table. You gotta get the other, you gotta get Colton in that dumpster if you can now, close the lid. Oh no. Wait, is Caster thinking might drop off the top of the tunnel? This is gonna be a big ass elbow possibly off the top of that tunnel. Caster, oh, the elbow right through the heart, through the table. The mic drop to Colton Gunn. And now the opportunity to win this thing. You gotta close the lid, remember. That's been problematic thus far this match. There's one half of the lid. Can Colts get the other half? Yes, it's over. Yeah. There are your winners, The Acclaim. Looks like oh, they, oh man, tied it up. Yeah, there's a tie to the dumpster. My God. I wouldn't want to stay in there any longer than I had to. The smell of stench from that dumpster, too, from here, guys. 
Well, that was just the gun club, though. <laughs> the acclaimed victorious. Big win. Big win for these kids. And they're getting more and more popular. Every week, they seem to have a build more fans, louder fans, more passionate fans. Very physical battle. Hey, now what? He's like, what the? Gun club still trapped inside that dumpster, and the lid has been zip-tied. Oh, no, guys, don't do this. That might be taking it a little bit too far, fellas. No, they're not going to do this. God, that's... With, with Austin and Colton Gunn locked inside the dumpster. What are they doing here? The acclaimed try to send this dumpster off the stage, I think. Pyrotechnics right there. You got to be careful here. This thing's a heavy, just solid stealer. And two human beings inside of there. The guns are in there. Look out, look out, look out. Here we go. Ahead of speed. Oh, the God. God, that's horrible. The acclaimed have made their mark indelibly. You gotta check on that. On the, on the, on the gun clock. You gotta need a, ten men to flip that dumpster rack over. My God, this was nuts. Tag made out to the thunder half of the team. Sit out right there, drop into a knee, show the power, hate of blocking this attempt of a double vertical suplex. Right, come on. Exceptional power shown by Jamie Hayter. Two for the price of one right there, Shabani. Uh, Jamie Hayter is amazing, the things she can do. The women's division is powerful, strong. Board oh, elbow oh, strike. I've never seen Damn. Knee to the midsection. She absorbed that ripcord blow. Thunder. She certainly did, and now that Death Valley driver, Rick Baker, planted. And Thunder Rosa, you can still tell not 100% after that extended beatdown during picture in picture. A great rebel up to the, up to the ropes once again. Distracted, uh, slowing down, Tony Storm. Rick Baker just raking the eyes. Baker knows what's going on. She's raking the eyes for a reason. Right hand to the jaw as Tony Storm was trying to keep her eye on Rebel up on the apron. And yeah, you gotta give an assist to Rebel if whatever oh, Rick's trying. Oh, maybe, maybe not here. How is this? Rick Baker. Avalanche and a rain crash! Good lord. This is a hell of a match. That was a hell of an impact. Yeah, Tony Storm's body just got driven into this mat and really now, badly. Jamie Hayter, legal, comes charging and sliding Lariat. Britt Baker off the ropes, drives the face of Tony Storm into the mat. Jimmy Hayter covers two. No! Oh my God! Where did Tyler Rosa come from? Now what a save by Rosa out of nowhere. You could see that impact. God, these ladies are just physical, really laying it in, man. I'm with you. Okay, so I have no idea where she came from. I got all of a sudden into your, into your screen. Into your, into the frame. All four competitors going at it. Hammer and Tongs just speaks to the enmity between these two teams. And now, talk bad blood, talk, yeah, some heat with each other. Oof. Now, Thunder Rosa. Oh, God, laying a bit, man. Knife edge shot by Britt Baker. Fires back with one of her own. Britt went for that, that fisherman's neck breaker, but Thunder Rosa had it scouted. Now Thunder Rosa, looking for Fire Thunder Driver. No, Britt, counter. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Crash by Britt Baker. Great job. 
by the doctor. Britt charges in. Tony Storm launches off the bottom rope. DDT. Away, Jamie Hayter. Jamie Hayter. Jamie Hayter. Wow. The power of Jamie Hayter. Just been the difference maker in this match. It has. It's a great cause. Calvary, listen to the fans, man. They're digging this match. So are we. It's just. These four ladies are beating the living hell out of each other. Which team will capture a win? That remains to be seen. <laughs> Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker trying to prevent each other from being German suplex, but oh, they could not. Yeah, they, they were hooking, uh, hooking hands, hooking arms that time. Like double Germans on impact. And the hip attack, the drop kick in the corner. Hip attack oh. for Britt Baker. One more for Jamie Hayter. Ah. Tony oh. Storm just ping-ponging. Okay, I hate to say this, but does anybody know oh. who the legal ladies are in this? I think it's, it's still Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm. You could go. Thunder Rosa just got pulled into the Tony Storm's path. The shorter Larian and Jamie Hayter scores the win. Here are your winners, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Well, obviously, guys, that match could have went either way, but it went the way of Hayter and Baker. Wow. If, if you thought that the doctor and Jamie Hayter weren't working well together, erase that from your mind right now, Excalibur. Yeah. They came in looking oh, well, they're not oh, done together, here, yeah. same colors. Well, maybe they are done. Yeah, great, great gear, looking like a real cohesive unit, a team. What a match, Excalibur. What a match and what a victory for Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and the woman that scored the pitfall, Jamie Hayter. The pain that always is in. I mean, that, that figure four does not have to be on long to cause damage to a ligament, to a cartilage, to rip apart your joint. Chris Cassidy's got a decision to make here, Taz. Can he continue? Uh, I'm not so sure. I don't know either, Tony. I mean, I really don't, but we do know Orange has a lot of heart. He doesn't just quit. But Taz, so much of his offense is based on the explosion, his quickness, yeah, yeah. especially that orange punch. Oh, that's a very good point. You need that first step explosion to do that orange punch. I love this delayed vertical suplex, baby. Nice knee. Cassie to his feet. Stun dog millionaire. Great count. Wow, it was out of nowhere. No one saw that one coming. Got one leg here, though. Uh oh, got caught. Stops him again. Second time he's attempted that DDT. Lethal combination counter. And now Lethal once again. Oh. And Orange Cassidy able to kick out. Very hard to do a combo like that, guys. This late in the match, while both men are really sweating a lot, hard to do a counter that way. Very impressive by Jay. What a great first match. What a hell of a program we got, man. Absolutely. And that stacked lineup here tonight on Dynamite. This crowd here in the Shock Steam Center in Columbus. And we're Buckeye, uh, Buckeye Nation right here. Jay Lethal, he was looking for that big elbow drop on Orange Cassidy. I love it. And I mean, not only does that disrupt Lethal's momentum, it gets in Lethal's head yeah. test. Sure thing, and, and you hear a, a live audience here in Columbus, they're going nuts for what yes. he just did to Orange Cassidy. That was a nice counter, Giovanni, right there. Yeah, Le Lethal loves to play the classics. So he was setting him up with that big flying elbow. Cassidy now slowly getting up to the middle rope. And oh, what a shot there. Hard shot. 
super hard job. No matter what Orange tries to do, Lethal is just really a step ahead of him. Cassidy, though, recognizes the jeopardy that he is in. He's landing some right hands to the, the body of Lethal. And yeah, to your point, the shit, Lethal has grabbed that left leg, but look at a fight right now with Orange Cassidy. That desperation shown by Orange Cassidy, but it could pay off if he lands oh, no. the diving DDT! I'm amazed he was able to stand straight up. And well, well, that figure four had him. Cassidy! Oh, oh, wow! DDT! Should win it, he could! One, two, no! The pressure that, that we saw throughout this match that we have seen by Lethal on the knee, especially with the figure four, has really affected right now Orange Cassidy to keep this offense going. Let's see if he can, though. Yeah, now, this is usually the precursor to the Orange Punch. Can he get that explosion off that leg, that first step explosion, as you're putting out early Excalibur, to make this punch? Oh, oh man. man, he can't even go. That. That is the sign, Taz, of, yep. of definite damage to the knee. Can't, can't pop off that leg. You heard Morris Cassidy speaking to the referee. That is very uncommon for Cassidy. And now, Jay Lethal trying to hike him up. Beast break! The counter by Orange oh, Cassidy. Uh -oh, uh -oh. The cover! And Lethal kicks out. Just missed. Orange wow. Cassidy just missed. This is this is a hell of an effort by, by Orange Cassidy. Guys. Yeah, showing a lot of heart, man. You're right. And his, his, his knee, yeah, his knee failed the first time. Can he gut it out? Can he power it through for the Orange Punch? No, oh, man. I don't think Orange should have went for it again because he got caught badly there. And now, oh no, Lethal. Oh, roll up, the roll up. Two, Lethal able to escape. Orange Punch attempted, oh. and oh, the kick to the knee. Did you see oh the angle? God, the buckle, the buckle, the buckle. Lethal ejection. This might be it, guys. This is going to be it. One, two, three. Here's your winner, Jay Lethal. What a match. What a match. What a start to an action-packed episode of AEW Dynamite. That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, Walker! So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO!
This is Homeboy88 for the Video Game Connection. Join us weekly for the most entertaining video game podcast you'll ever hear. Join Ivan, Big Tom, and myself as we review the latest games, up-to-date gaming news, and game previews all in comedic form. It's a jam-packed hour of ear fun with our own video game rap songs. Listen to the Video Game Connection wherever you listen to podcasts, except Walmart. Never Walmart. Keep gaming and keep listening to the Video Game Connection. Symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to.